Just before we get started on this episode of The Great Cast, I'd like to inform you of the services I can offer you outside of entertainment. Grey Mania Fitness offers online coaching and one-to-one personal training at competitive rates, mostly suited towards those who are interested in the pursuit of powerlifting, sport performance, general fitness and weight loss. Get in contact via Instagram or Facebook, that's Grey Mania Fitness, and let the gains run wild on you, brother. From the After 12 Podcast Network. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to The Great Cast episode 9 coming at you there as well. Just before we get started, if you could please rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, that would be great. It really helps the show out and it really boosts us in the rankings. We can try and get this show a bit higher up on the road. Now, coming into today's episode, joining me today, an owner of his own gym, a lover of wine and a maker of a damn good meal that I just had there, Mr. Rob Clark from Hashtag Bob's Garage in Edinburgh. How are you doing today, sir? Uh, fine, thanks. Yep, yeah. uh, ready to uh, talk about all things hashtag Bob's Garage and fitness and strength, and uh, tell you my story and tell you what I'm all about. Right, so the shenanigans. I just been to Bob's setup there. Hashtag Bob's Garage. Don't forget the spaces. Oh, hashtag Bob's Garage on Instagram and Facebook. Um, yeah, really nice setup. Uh, I was actually surprised at how many bars you had. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's probably only like a couple of them that are probably your kind of standard. Yeah. Uh, you know the, the the bastard bar and the, uh, a couple of old ones, um, but you know they do us they do us up to uh, a couple of hundred kilograms and uh, you know they'll, they'll hold probably one or two of them will hold about two fifty, yeah. two sixty and that's enough for us. Oh man, I've seen some bars bend with one hundred and sixty kilos on it. It's not yeah, that's nice. not good. No, yeah. definitely not. But so so yeah, we'll just get started with how did you get into not just your actual owning your gym business or being a PT but how did you get started in fitness in general and just enjoying exercise or that at all so it's a bit of a long story um, oh, it's great this is long form media this is what I look for <laughs> um, okay so I'm about 32 just now and um, it kind of goes back to university um, went to Robert Corning University in Aberdeen uh, I joined the Aberdeen University's officer trainer corps uh, at school I was like a little fat kid I like looked like a you know like a Wookiee or like one of those like little little teddy bears that looked like bears uh, that was kind of how it looked uh, when I was younger I had this thing called child, child nephrotic syndrome which yeah. was a, a, a condition that means just that your kidneys don't um, filter your the protein from your blood so oh, as soon right. as I was born uh, that was going on I spent a year in hospital and I was on uh, lots of drugs and steroids as well and, and just basically had an appetite that wouldn't stop and oh, yeah. I was just a little bastard kid who just kept eating you know anything dog biscuits any biscuits anything that was in the fridge uh, I was still a little asshole and um, so when it came to later years in school I started doing exercise and trying to lose weight and better running better weights but you know didn't have a fucking clue what I was doing um, went to uni, still quite overweight, um, joined the OTC because, uh, you know, it was, they were paying you to drink 
and have fun and, and possibly join the army. That's pretty much what uni is as well. <laughs> yeah, so uh, had fun there and then maybe a year into it or two, uh, there was this competition called Minley uh, and it's an engineering competition and it's basically you build a bridge. Yeah. Uh, and the, the PT at the time, the guy, uh, Hamish, uh, it was a guy called Hamish and a guy called uh, James. I'll just, I'll just say them by our first names just because they're probably uh, still serving, etc. Um, and... Um, they were like, basically, you need to lose weight. Um, to get you, you, if you want to do this, then you have to get fitter. And so I started running for the first time. Yeah, I ran before at school, but it was proper running. It was like, first time I remember running a mile. Don't get me wrong, I haven't ran a lot right now. But like yeah. back then, it was like, oh my God. And then I started losing yeah. weights, probably horrendously. I, I started do. I'd, I'd go into the gym, or do you, I'd, I'd run, and then I'd do this. I'd, I think I'd do squats. I think I'd do deadlifts. I think I'd do like a freeway, like side raises, front raises. And I'd get to this point where um, I'd like get a headache, like yeah. you know, and I'd be like, because you're straining too much or just breathing wrong or just doing something wrong. Yeah, something And I'd just get a headache and shit. And but I'd be like, yes, I'm training hard. I'm training. I'm, I'm beast mode. And uh, you know, I was losing weight and stuff. And then uh, so they're progressing that and got into that. And they used to call me. They used to call me psycho at uni because uh, <laughs> I was just like, a bit of a head case. Uh, got into the fizz. Was this boy that's just on five hundred sideways one set? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, yeah. I'd have my headphones in. I'd be that fucking fucking asshole who would just like be grunting away, doing some stupid stuff, and um, so there was that. There was all the OTC stuff, uh, all that stuff, and I was like, I want to join the army, and kind of try to do that. Try to join Sandhurst, and I feel that this thing called Westbury, and didn't do very well at that. Um, so there was that, and then I uh, came back to came back to Edinburgh, kind of not. Well, I I done the degree. I'd got the yeah. I'd got the old Desmond tutu, you know. I hadn't I had done my dissertation, but I was close yeah. to kind of dropping out. What was your uh, university education? Uh, it was business management uh, and human resources. Yeah. So uh, you know the the, the job was going to be I don't know, in the human resources something, but I was like, now nah, join. I'll join Sandhurst. I'll, I'll join. It was uh, the thing at the time was a parachute regiment, and I um. Oh, hard regiment again. Yeah, I was, and it was all about that. It was all about elitist. I was at, like, I'm going to be the fucking best. I'm going to be an officer. I'm going to serve, lead people. I thought that was just the, the cool thing to do. I thought everyone would respect me. Yeah. And then at one point at uni, I did a, I did a, a, a year of placement, and the boss I was with just completely hated the army. And I was like. I didn't get it. I was like, why don't you look up to people who are in the army? I mean, I was, I was doing the training and stuff. And he was like, are you, are you going around the, 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 are you going to put, are you going to put bags of sugar in your bag and like run around the, you know, he'd take a piss yeah, out of the train. I was like, I didn't understand it. I was like the whole, so that, that screwed me over a little bit. But anyway, long story short, didn't, didn't get into Westbury um, for a couple of things. I, um, I got in trouble with the police. I, uh, you know, the usual got drunk, Fought some bouncers. Yeah, uh, that got kind of quashed, uh, but it kind of it was a year of my life, kind yeah. of on hold, and it was that the Westbury thing was on hold until that happened, and then after that, I got blood clots in my lungs. Jesus, uh, I was doing the kickboxing. The the, the PT at the time was uh, had me on gas mask, and the gas mask did, had uh, leftover CS gas, and he was cleaning up bleach, and so it might have been that. I also did a Thai boxing fight, and I. Yeah. Uh, I got smashed in the side and I thought I had a cracked rib. I also got punched in the head and got dropped to the ground and knocked out partially. Yeah. And um, so there's that. I also had a calf tear and I think it was a calf tear that did it. And this is about 10 years ago. Um, so that happened. I was in the hospital for a week. Um, I was about 20 at the time. 
all this stuff going on and uh, so the, the the final nail at the coffin of the, the army thing was uh, the uh, the blood clots and um, so I came back from that and I was like I was training at a gym at the time called CrossFit NTS or Mission Training Systems Yeah. If a guy called Johnny Elliott and Jamie Sime and I loved it was called Cave Fit Training and I loved it oh, it was just so good it was sure. like not Cave Fit the gym Yeah. but it, I think it was called Cave Conditioning or something it is it does it is sound the same Similar, as uh, yeah. Pete's gym I think there's uh, a couple of places that have got that as aye, well but it's, it's, a it's good called Athletic something like the guy who runs it from America or something anyway yeah. I fucking loved it I was in my element it helped me lose more weight um, it was getting me fitter I loved the kind of group element I loved the fact of like this cool gym you'd go in and you'd there was dumbbells I'd, had, I'd experienced nothing like it this feeling of like I don't know almost like you're a, a university gym or like you know you're a, yes. you're a fancy athlete you're being yeah. treated like an athlete um, and you were given you were getting taught deadlift um, just these circuits and stuff that there was slide pushes there was farmers walks there was uh, there was tyre flips there was along with the body weight stuff yeah. and the machines uh, and a bit of rowing and then eventually they moved to CrossFit and I was like oh what the fuck is this yeah. and I just come out hospital at the time and I had blood clots and I was on this warfarin it's like blood thinner for yeah. a year and I was like Johnny can you can you, can you sort me out can you uh, I, like, I didn't have any money at the time well I did but I was working in recruitment for three years which is like literally the the dog's body you know yeah. I wasn't even a recruitment consultant I was a, a resourcer and uh, I, it was brutal I'd just be phoning up people every day you know pestering them being yeah. like what's going on 100 people a day and I was like this is brutal I hated it but That's it gave him the money to do things like, you know, pay Johnny for some PT and learn yeah. what CrossFit was. He basically taught me, taught me how to do the clean, uh, the the squat and just some CrossFit stuff. And I was like, I was hooked from then. And then I did the the CrossFit Open and and I thought this was fantastic. Yeah. You know, training with other like people, an athlete in a sort of group sense. Yeah, as well. it was just yeah. like nothing like it. It, yeah. it. it provided a backbone to all the things that I was struggling with, like, you know, a, a breakup, uh, uh, not getting in the army, um, struggling with living at home and figuring out what I was going to do with my life. Yeah. But it was okay because if I could get through that workout, then I could get through the stresses and strains of the day and it wouldn't be all right. It'd be okay. You know, yeah. even if I was like suffering with depression or whatever, um, I, if I could do those thrusters and, 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 and knees to elbow or thrusters and burpees for 21.59 and it, it would only take like four or six minutes but I'd be like absolutely dead and it'd be like 6am yeah. we get up at half five in the morning literally feeling sick running there maybe falling over because I'm so tired getting yeah. there and, 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 and Johnny would maybe do like a kettlebell swing overhead and a, a burpee and a run and uh, a skip and I'd be like absolutely traumatised Death. by seven yeah. o'clock and then I'd run home and I'd maybe fall over again because I'd be so tired and I'd go to work and, and I'd, you know what I'd do I'd be at work and I'd, I'd tell everyone at the office about paleo and I'd tell everyone about CrossFit I was like you've got to do all this and, and by the end I was, uh, I was I was on the phone and I was just sitting squat for ten minutes and my boss wouldn't even look at me he was just like I'm not even, I'm not even looking at you right? and yeah. um, that so I did that they became CrossFit gym and I was like started doing CrossFit there and then I was like oh hang on a minute I've done this I could probably do it as a job you know yeah, yeah it's pretty straightforward eh? I can it must be yeah so I was like I'll open a self a gym but when I wasn't open a gym it was like I'll be a CrossFit instructor 
Um, but before that, I, was like, I went on holiday because I had money from the job. So I went to, did a winter trip from uh, Canada. Yeah. I went to a place called Banff in uh, in Alberta. Oh, uh, nice. So skiing, nice. loved it. It was in December, but it was went a little bit too cold. It's like minus 20. Uh, but there was a CrossFit gym there. So even though I was going there to snowboard, I'd be, I'd be doing the CrossFit in the morning and it'd be like, mainly there was a bit of, there yeah. was a bit of snowboarding but it was super cold but uh yeah it was like a little bit of a crossfit at holiday slash snowboard holiday slash on my own and spending like ridiculous amount of money because i've all, i always went there before before it was this being a coach before it was the army and wanting to be an officer in the army before yeah. uh it was when i was at uni we did the this thing called it uh Static line, uh, static line parachute, yeah, uh, jump. So we did that as well, and I was like, oh, maybe we do the skydiving because we we jumped out plane five times. But I, actually, now I don't think I could do it again. So it's just so so scary. Yeah, that sounds uh, a bit scary. But uh, before that, like first thing, I wanted to be a professional snowboarder, but then I realised just wasn't good enough and just didn't. You know, when people just have good talent at things and they're just like really good yeah I just lacked that and then uh, kind of so that fell by the wayside and I was yeah, like yeah I always kind of re- kind of relate to that bit because like, I feel like I was never meant to do anything physically yeah. like, you're like what am I going to do when I grow up except rugby everybody every every time they were like oh you should play rugby and I'm like never, never yeah rugby. I mean I played rugby for a couple of years at school but I just hated it you know the main, main thing was like being outside and it would be so cold yeah. and they'd be running your hands underneath the, the hot water afterwards just to keep warm and uh, Jesus, no, I'd just be uh, I'd just be suffering yeah so after that it was like a mountain guide but then that never happened and in the art in the at uni we went away for a month in Canada yeah, okay. and there was lots of mountaineering there and we, we climbed some mountains and that was great and there was that that was a really good experience I was like maybe we could progress that but that never kind of progressed just because it's I just never bothered my arse, I guess. I could make many excuses and say, you know, it just, you know, I didn't manage to become a mountain guy or something or whatever. Just, yeah. I just didn't get on with it and do the, all the Munros or all the mountain leader course or uh, it just didn't happen. And then, so then the coaching thing came about because I really enjoyed, I thought this was such an amazing experience, like HUD, that it gave me. And I was like, man, like all these people that, need to like, I need to tell all these people over at CrossFit I need to like <laughs> get them in and like show them how to do these wads or show them how to live better or show them how to lose the fat or, or just yeah. be fitter and healthier so I, I went away and I did a kind of a trip from in Canada in California mm-hmm. where I went from uh, San Diego to San Francisco so it's just a big massive big road trip, trip on my own in the car visiting CrossFit gyms Bit sad. <laughs> I suppose Bit sad. If you're if you're one to do something like that, and I've always thought like if I was travelling somewhere, and I know one of my lifters if they're travelling to California, they're going to uh, yeah. some of the bigger gyms out there. You want to learn from some of the big names. Yeah, you want to pick up things for what you want. Everything where you're picking up from. So it was nice, and uh, visit lots of gyms, and it was just a lovely time. You know, just moving about and place to place, and end up meeting the the guy who does the CrossFit, the Greg Glassman guy. Yeah, and he sponsored me for the. CrossFit instructor course, which is kind of the first step. Yeah, I didn't have to pay that seven hundred quid to do the course. Uh, and I thought this was absolute bullshit. And at the time, my my email got hacked, Oof. and I was like, "Oh, I'm never going to get that again." Yeah. But I, I finally managed to get his email, uh, and, and 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 did send him off an email. And he eventually came through, and I went down to Stockport, 
and I did that uh, back in like 2013 or something and then I was like went back came back home went to my dad I like won't open a gym yeah. just like no fucking way this is a <laughs> you're not getting any money to open a gym <laughs> uh, so I eventually kind of just went at it and wrote a business plan and, and got my mum and dad com- committed to kind of using my uh, inheritance to open to this gym use it, yeah. seven years ago and that's pretty that was that it was called CrossFit BG uh, and it was it was fantastic yeah it was also horrendous at times and because I, I didn't have a clue what I was doing you know start from scratch yeah didn't didn't have any experience I went straight in I didn't I, I hadn't even been a PT yeah. hadn't even been PT in a, in a gym uh, so didn't have any of that background I just had you know CrossFit instructor and uh, yeah I made a ton of mistakes ups and oh, downs oh yeah you will everybody and uh, I've come a long way from where it was then to the personalised small group training gym that it is now yeah and along the way well first things first I I, I, I grab a hold of uh, a guy called Andy McKenzie mm-hmm. I got, he's kind of handled Iron Mac or something and, and he taught me a lot um on individualization on coaching mm-hmm. but I was very very much out, out of my depth because I wasn't a personal trainer I was just this dog's body guy who who had a lot of um, confidence issues yeah. because I had this thing that I wanted to put across I wanted this kind of get people fitter stronger and, and, and treat them as an individual but also get them you know push their strengths push their fitness yeah. uh, work on their nutrition but I didn't know how to do it I didn't have the confidence I didn't have the experience uh, you had the energy but you didn't have the yeah, tools and, to and so I'd come up a what every time and yeah. it was frustrating and I'd get down and I'd be like you know there would be money issues and there would be uh, coaching issues and there would just be clashes communication classes or, or or just issues of movement issues or injuries because there was those things going on and I didn't know what to do and I learned from it and I, I, I went and I, I did stuff with Andy as well and I eventually joined his mentorship group which I'm not longer part of anymore but I did there was a lot of helpful stuff from it called combined strength um, so is that a sort of mentorship to help people in business bit of both yeah. there was a bit of everything yeah. you know uh, we meet up as a bunch of coaches mm-hmm. uh, we go over things like programming and, and coaching it's and good mobility to somebody that went over something like that because there's so many things and we can get on to this later on there's so many people that uh, I've seen in group fitness structures a lot as well like the Les Mills guys I've seen that uh, but or you see it in PTs all the time like oh increase your lead numbers do this when they've failed at being a the PT classic, and they become it's the like classic the business fitness meant yeah. marketing thing that you see oh yeah and as soon as you see that run a mile oh 100% so there was that it was fantastic there was ups and downs as well but we had a we had a fanta- it was a fantastic experience. I did learn a lot from it. Mm-hmm. There could come a time when I needed to just go out on my own and then figure stuff out mm-hmm. as well. Um, a lot of times people underestimate, like, just go out and make the mistakes. As long as you don't make stupid mistakes. Yeah. Uh, like getting yourself five grand in the hole, like I might be. But um, no, like going out there and actually doing stuff to actually yeah. make it. You will make mistakes. There's there's no point in being scared of making mistakes. It's probably a good idea. Like if I was to, if someone was to ask me, back in the day like if I asked me now what do I be like don't do it you know it, it's 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 awesome it's it's really I, I really love what I do and it's so fulfilling and it gets me up at 5am and uh, it's a really 
really happy when I see people progress and the effects you have on someone. Yeah. And it's so it it's, it is a great job, but it's also really hard and it really takes out you and you your 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 relationships will suffer. You will suffer. Your training will suffer. You'll you find it hard to create the balance. You'll you'll find it hard to switch off. You find it hard to switch on. Yeah. You might spend too much time in the gym and you'll just be burnt out. You might get angry. Uh, there's all those things. But I've also had, a, you know, it's, it's, I say it a lot. It's the best job I've, I've ever done. It's Absolutely. the best job I'll probably yeah. ever do. Um, and I'm completely happy in that respect. That I've never done anything better than I have in the last seven years. Yeah. I was I was struggling for something to do in my life. And, and it gave me a purpose. And that purpose is to, to serve people and to help people and if I can make a living from that, that'd be fantastic. I'm not looking to be a millionaire, but just enough to live comfortably. Yeah. And, but still enjoy what I do. Yeah. And just like switch off. I don't, you've probably had it as well, but that time where you just, you're able to completely switch off and be in the zone and enjoy the moment and, and, and that whole thing of the right coaching cue for the right time, the right thing to say to something at the right time. Yeah. You get the right communication right and, you may have like 10 or 20 days of like bad days, but then that one day, everything clicks, everyone's moving well, they get a cue you, you give, or you just, this atmosphere in the gym is, yeah. is fantastic. And, and when it comes to that point, you're like, this is amazing. And and what it, what it comes back to is, I want people to experience that feeling, that first feeling that I had when I was first, when I first entered that original gym yeah. with Johnny and, and I was like I didn't have a fucking clue Scooby what anything was um, and sometimes you can lose you can lose sight of that because of all the things that's happened you can get jaded you can get de- down depressed uh, you can just 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 need a re- like a reset I'm guilty of not taking days off or I do take a Sunday off but like holidays and just and just thinking about all those things because you're self-employed and you're like well and it just it just becomes you just kind of work at a lower level because you've yeah. got less energy and you're just like you're kind of totally thinking about the bottom line or your bank balance or like oh well oh, how am yeah. I going to do that but I think the key is just to really for that one moment that you're with a client or even a, a four hours or whatever just to be able to switch off and and really be present and and uh, and obviously help that person but give that person an amazing experience yeah. and and just uh, and just not look at your phone for a bit as well and yeah. really guilt of that sometimes and just, just put the phone away and just be there and be present and, and uh, work through something yeah, you know? I remember I talked about that with Will when he was on the podcast and before like constantly people looking at their phones like I'm bad but it's always like I take notes for sessions a lot of the time on yeah. my phone during it and sometimes when I don't explain it to people I look bad but then I also like obviously changing music or whatnot yeah. is fine but I have seen and I have literally seen uh, one of my old clients she comes back she's one of the ones that comes back every so often Gemma if you're listening that she will be but um, like literally she's one of the OPTs and she'll just be on her phone like this yeah just scrolling away and it's hard I mean we know that often me I've got music or emails or whatever yeah. and you have got to look at it every now and then but when you're trying to build a rapport or just you know, just enjoy that hour. Yeah, okay, you've got to get training in, but yeah. let's have a bit of banter. Let's let's uh, talk about something while you're training and just get you through it. Or maybe we can work on something. I appreciate. Maybe you don't want to speak to me at all. Yeah. But um, it's just trying to getting that kind of interaction that 
getting it right is it's part of the gym a part of the way the community yeah. and culture is what keeps people going and and, and that kind of what we call small group mentality training get, getting those little interactions maybe they have to work in a set or maybe they're just chatting about oh is this person coming in today so they come in yeah. because that person's there to chat the banter like we do a pub quiz uh we start doing a pub quiz every uh, Friday or so at the Dreadnought down the road. Yeah. Uh, awesome, they're all loving that. Or or a little group circuit every now and then. And also we have this monthly workout called Adversity, which we all get together. And it's kind of coming the back of the CrossFit stuff that we used to do. So basically, getting back to the kind of... I was in that mentorship group. I kind of moved on just because of some personal things. My dad had cancer, cancer of the esophagus. Oh, nice. Uh, I, I made I made a couple of bad business decisions. Uh, let's be honest. Um, well, we hit do. my tax, shat it, put prices up, people left, and then I was like, "Well, why am I paying all this money for the mentorship thing? Because it wasn't really working." So that moved on, but we ended absolutely amicably and fantastic. Um, I also kind of got into another type of training or kind of gym. It's called yeah. Jim Jones. So it's a guy called Mark Twite, who's no longer with Jim Jones. But they did a kind of, it, it was essentially, it was kind of like personal training. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a foundation seminar, there was an intermediate seminar, there was a advanced seminar. I never did the advanced one because it was quite a lot of money and it was, I did learn stuff from it, but at the end it was kind of more like a kind of exercise holiday and uh, I don't, yeah, I couldn't really, you know, there was stuff, there was yeah. some knowledge and experience of like methodologies and, and coaching and yeah. talking about training, but you know the, the third one maybe it's just a week of you know right 2k row so uh, you've got to do it on under 6 minute 50 to be the the coach uh, to you know have the Jim Jones instructor quality, t-shirt right? yeah, the, as well as like other things you've got to have like just thousand hours of you know coaching the Jim Jones way that, yeah. and uh, all that other stuff but uh, so the, the the foundation seminar and the intermediate seminar that was over in Salt Lake City uh, yeah. in America Oh, heavy Mormon time. Which was which was fantastic though. There was, there was a guy yeah. called Bobby Maximus, which I followed for a while as well, and he was very inspirational as well, and mm-hmm. uh, yin and yang. But you know, he got me going, and he uh, inspired me. You know, to to do things that just keep going. Yeah. You know, when it's when you have to get up at five in the morning or half four, and you've got to do all this work, and you're not sure, or you're kind of losing sight of the end goal, or you're feeling a little bit jaded, or things aren't going the way you want it to just go. Keep Tunneling but on. to keep moving forward yeah and then kind of course directions and being like right done all that stuff i ended up going moving away from from crossfit because what i was doing was i was doing individualized training but with crossfit so i had yeah. every morning i'd go in and i'd write up fucking 20 or 30 programs i'd pull out programs out Jesus, it'd be like it'd be absolute yeah. dog shit sometimes because <sighs> i was just like Right, I've got to write all this up. You know, there's no preparation. Yeah. So moving away from that and going, I used some of the combined strength stuff and just called it combined strength. Uh, and it was basically just giving people programs. Uh, yeah. You know, writing down, giving them a four-week program, the progression, just talking about periodization, just instead of what I was doing before, I was just changing stuff up. I was changing stuff up too quickly. Yeah. I was just every day. And it, they weren't. Uh, no one was having any chance to adapt. I didn't have any understanding yeah, of basic principles. Yeah, for anybody not yeah. you're not going to exactly change something if you change the stimulus too much. Uh, like that's the big, uh, big mistake that I see. A lot of people when they're completing programs or doing something, it's always they always end up doing like for like two or three weeks. Now like, you need to follow something for a longer period of time. Um, 
a lot of the time as long as you're hitting something in the same groups it needs to take time to develop yeah. your body to adapt so the way they say you've probably all read about it this is said principle specific adaption to impose demand and you just even to give you know some people say four weeks or just a cycle a block of training it could be four weeks it could be five weeks eight weeks yeah and um, before you change a variable but I just didn't have that understanding and I was just changing stuff every day and there's just too much going on yeah along with you know I'd you go from one thing to the other I was following a bit of CrossFit football and I'd be doing like I think I got attached to uh, I don't you, have you heard of the 20 rep squat program yes yeah, so the squats and milk so I'd be yeah. uh, I was getting squats and milk squats and milk I got them to do 20 yeah. rep squats uh, like three times a week and literally absolutely brutal oh, that for like absolutely eight brutal. weeks until someone just like died no that's yeah. not happening I've done, done sets of eight squats the other day yeah. and that was still minging and uh, I'd be I'd be drinking the, the 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 carton of goat's milk every day and I think I did that for for maybe for maybe two weeks and I was just like put it all on fat and I was like it wasn't getting stronger and I was just there was a ton of issues I hurt I've hurt my back a lot um, I've hurt I've done a majority of injuries and I've, I've come back from that I've rehabilitated yeah. and I've understand it and learned from my body and learned from helping other people to rehab their injuries as well and, yeah. and ups and downs and so moving on from that Jim Jones stuff I was like came back and I was like right I actually probably need to do a PT course now and that was maybe 2018 probably 2017 I did the gym instructor course from uh, a guy called Ollie Jessup mm-hmm. uh, that runs a gym called G2G Coaching up on Charlotte Square oh yes and G2G it's uh, Rudy Parnell and stuff works up there as yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah he was actually one of my lecturers at college oh nice nice guy um, so, I just seen him at Powerlift and me at Easterns and he was like Chris I was like Rudy and he was like oh what are you doing and I'm like oh I own a gym now and he was like oh cool that was pretty nice uh, nice guy shout out to him and G2G as well oh right I, well, I, I, Rudy is he the young guy yeah, young guy, black hair. He owns it as well. That's good. No, I think he just no, works. Run, there. He just works there. Yeah. because he, he does the performance. I see it on Instagram. Yeah. the performance thing. He does. I think he just works out there. He coaches there. Okay. Um, good, nice guy. Yeah, I don't know. Stuff. His content's really good. Um, so that that was that was the 2017-18 gym instructor personal training course, which I really enjoyed because I was doing it during the day for a couple of hours, and, yeah. and I was going back and coaching, and it was, it was directly like. You know, it made sense. It wasn't just like apply. abstract. Yeah. I was applying it straight away. You could put it right I was practice. getting, I was, I was getting someone to objectively look at my coaching, Ollie, who I'd kind of met through a course that Andy did once. Uh, he's from Edinburgh. He's the water skiing. He's a PT, long time in Edinburgh. And he's, he's been there for yonks. Yeah. Um, so it was my first time working with Ollie, and, and again, it was being like the whole two and a half I think it ended up like two or three grand but it's like putting money down and you're like really don't really have the money but you did I did yeah. and I needed to do it well, man, there's reservoirs of money available to everyone yeah I mean the money was scared. there you just have to find it and yeah. it's those kind of when you're the big purchases that you've got to think right this is actually for the best this will I need this yeah uh, so that I have like a little bit of credibility as well as experience, I need to like actually get some just the background knowledge yeah. and just start to build that up because I wanted to. I just didn't know where to start. Yeah. And what I should have done is done the PT course right from the start, and then, and then done the CrossFit, and then you know worked in the personal training gym and and done that and worked. But I guess I just maybe that gives me a different insight into very different because very different. I'm so like left to field, mm-hmm. and so kind of different. I all. 
and they always just say that uh, it's like why do you always have to be so different Robert why do you have to like you know why do you have to um, why you know why do you have to like do something like so you know like why can't you just go and, and do this and and you know like everyone else is coaching or whatever or, yeah. or you know uh, but I just like I like the question stuff I like to uh, not just take something by their word and I, yeah. I like I kind of like that fractious kind of feeling of back and forth and yeah. that kind of that's yeah. that energy kind of I don't know it, you're, you're, you're questioning it you're understanding it you're like is this guy an asshole is, does he know what he's talking about yeah. um, is he a good guy is what he's saying correct or is this this bullshit or you know how does it pertain to me how does it pertain to others um, should I really pay you 250 quid for a day's coaching yeah. uh, you know like why should I do that day's uh, CPD you know what and that's what I'm struggling with right now is like what should I do next because yeah. I've got the personal training uh, qualification um, I've done things like the the British weightlifting certification I did a bit of weightlifting yeah, not well cool. I wouldn't call oh, myself a weightlifter I just average crossfitter that tried to yeah. snatch and Nobody does got it. to 95 and yeah. and I wish I'd, I always the, all the big thing was always 100 kilogram snatch and the 200 kilogram squat and I only got to 95 and snatch and uh, like 190 on the squat and I'd like to improve but just things got in the way like you get older or uh, injuries because of bad movement mechanics or just you know things weren't engaging or just all that shit was going on and that's where I met a guy called Colin Gordon Colin Gordon's a sports therapist yeah. who works out at Broughton Street uh, Lane uh, for performance sports therapy Yeah, and I've done a lot of work with Colin on just basically squatting and deadlifting and rehab because uh, you know I had a back injury multiple mm. times just squatting badly deadlifting badly yeah. crossfit uh, muscle ups you know I did something to my left shoulder uh, years ago and it's never been completely right and it's like it was a tear like from of a, a little classic you know doing muscle ups in the wad you know the crossfit open and tore and then also tore it doing the snatch yeah uh, so there's stuff going on there in the shoulder so there was learning about shoulder rehab uh, yes I'm not a physiotherapist y- yes I'm barely a, a, a coach maybe you might want to call me a strength coach or a, some kind of coach but um, I have got that experience of rehabilitating myself and others yeah. and learning from others like Colin um, so lots of work with Colin and then well, you go through it and then uh, yeah. like you can help like I, I don't know how many times I've helped somebody with an SI joint problem uh-huh. just because I can identify an SI joint problem like that Yeah. like if somebody pulls something there's one of my clients Kev um, he actually coaches up at Hollywood he's got a problem with his lower back when he played football for years but anytime you can deadlift the form could be perfect uh-huh. and then he'll just see it a week and he'll be like oh no my back and then there's so many times yeah, where goes, I'm right. like alright it's an SI joint right just grab an empty bar remaining deadlift get some bands there you go you'll be fine yeah. tomorrow as long as you actually address the problem yeah, it's fine but my physio was nowhere near it it's, but it's a fair. fine line isn't yeah. it of oh, thinking yeah. you know what you're doing to and, actually not, and not knowing yeah. what you're doing Absolutely. and like because sometimes you do think you do or like you get in that way that tunnel vision where you, you think oh it's good because you've had good progress but actually maybe you oh, don't so want to let yourself go to speak to someone or like be in that position where you don't know what you're talking about or yeah. your anatomy physiology isn't up to scratch or or uh, someone calls you up so we've done a lot of uh, I did some work with Mark 
he trained up my gym he did the we didn't train up my gym because don't have enough weights for him but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but he did, did his barbell class one night and and uh, he is hilarious he's the most experienced guy I've ever met as well yeah. and uh, hats off to him absolutely uh, brilliant he gets the he gets the performance yeah and uh, probably the best squats I've ever done was a one night it was uh, I decided to squat when his session was on as well yeah. uh, he would coach a class and then he'd do his session uh, and uh, it was it was funny man I was like because you're normally squatting I'd be just you know getting up right okay get everything engaged boom but March is a little bit more the music's going up uh, he's going to slap you in the back really hard oh, yeah, he's going to work on all those details and technique yeah. points you're like how could I not do this when I was on my own mm-hmm. well, what, why can I not you know yeah. but he's all about that set procedure he did the he's done, he did a workshop at mine as well the squat deadlift and bench which was awesome and anyway I've learned a ton of him about periodization programming as well oh, and continued to do and inspired from him and uh, so yeah that, that day it was 6 reps at 160 with the belt we did without the belt free and then put the belt on and he does the big slap on the back and I'm like holy shit I had a headache for the rest of the day after that but it was amazing yeah, he's a big I was boy. like this is this is fucking amazing Yeah. and then the next day my back went <laughs> <laughs> that was just deadlift but like, someone was going on there but the squat was yeah. good it was just I've been doing too much uh, and I've had years of that just everything's fine and I've done too much I'd be like what were you doing why are you doing like four sessions today or something like that or and the back just goes yeah uh, because of you know stability like you might say SI joint or or just lack of core stability and, and that's yeah. where I did a lot of the, the Stuart McGill stuff the McGill free oh the big the, the big back three. mechanic boot, yeah. that was fantastic and and lots of stuff from Colin as well and um, uh, all about engaging the hamstrings and and recently the the squat university book like the, the guy the squat university yeah uh, st- all that stuff's really good um so then, then recently after that there was uh i have wing scapula so i have really bad shoulders maybe that's connected to the shoulder issues and stuff i went and did lots of work with a guy called nicholas evans uh, from e-physiotherapy mm-hmm. and he uh he, he basically worked with me for like a year on rehabilitating my shoulders and I referred some clients to him as well and yeah. learned a bunch of stuff with him about scapulohumeral rhythm and just mm-hmm. rehab and, and getting stability in the shoulder blade yeah. and the shoulders etc and it's like lots of stuff from Colin as well and it's just absolutely a godsend because I tell you what like it's so easy to strain yourself bench pressing if you don't know what you're doing or you just yeah. basically there's something going on but you're not sure particularly when it's on a bar and dumbbells but just like it's yeah, just there's so much going on in your shoulders so much information especially with the bench press and speaking of the last few episodes of how technical lift it is actually yeah. to complete a, a nice a good bench press yeah. a safe powerful <laughs> strong bench press where everything's tucked everything's strong there's yeah. pressure going through the legs through the glutes there's pressure there's a big brace in the core shoulders are down and back and everything moves and no much too flare there's so many things that can happen in it yeah. that people underestimate the movement itself and I remember like so many people I, I've spoke about bench press a lot it's my favourite movement I love bench and I've done a lot of research on it and so many people will be like oh, my bench is stuck and I'll be like well just train your bench a bit more and I'll be like how's your shoulders take that and I'll be like my shoulders have zero pain when it comes to benching zero 
I don't think I've seen any of my lifters or any player coach have any problem with shoulders and bench press. Yeah, because you get it all in the right position and just, the, yeah. lo and behold, if you do the right technique and you've yeah. got the right mobility and stability there, you, know, you don't have any issues, yeah, do you? exactly. It's when people just think, oh, it's just easy, you just unrack it and push it up and down. And you see them and it's like, it's an absolute shit show and probably mine a couple of times. You know, it's probably why I'm not up to a high bench, but kind of, you know, it's been up to 122.5 yeah. and at the moment I'm going between 90 and 100 and just working up and building that building, stability yeah. and good movement patterns. But I had a, a strange bench <laughs> happening yesterday. Uh-huh. So I started a new volume phase. I saw you doing 10 reps, yeah. I've done 10 or 110 the other day. I felt that was breezy to me. I was like, right, I'll, I'll go up to 120. It was the day after. I'm like, I feel fine. It, it was that easy that it didn't feel um, anything when I was doing it so I was like right I'll do 120 so I jumped up to 120 I've hit that for about 15 reps recently so I was like I've done first set of 10 pretty difficult not too bad second set pretty rough third set only get 9 reps I'm like right that's fine I'll bung that had a long rest a 10 minutes rest I was alright I'll go back into it set up one rep that was a lot harder than I thought it was second rep nah that's, that's not coming my uh-huh. body and my upper body was like like, calm down that's just, that's that's just the muscle endurance or the, the much, ner- yeah. nervous system kind of oh, gone see three sets would have been like that. me yeah. you know I, I tried the a bit of volume in January and did 10, 8, 6 2 sets of 10 2 sets of 8 yeah. 2 sets of 6 but there was still something going on the shoulders and I wasn't mm-hmm. benching you know it wasn't there so someone you know I kind of have a slight of an angle sometimes yeah. it's not completely right or on my squat like one hand is out and one hand is in I'm all yeah. struggling to get in the middle of my squat um, that's something I picked because it, it must have been something in my setup as well uh, but something wasn't right when I picked yeah. it off and then I was like oh no uh, but picking up on that as well like the last week I noticed for ages I've noticed one of my clients the, the bar is a bit skew F and I was like eh, sometimes yeah. it's a bit skew F with some of the stuff and not everybody's built equal everybody's got some form of imbalance somewhere yeah. but then I noticed just one point that when there was benching with the bar placement the right bar placement and the right hand was fine yeah. it was there uh, it was in the bottom part of the palm near the thumb but literally his left hand was up here near the knuckles so uh-huh. it was actually like this so one was back like that yeah so there was, was actually like more of an extension potential yeah. in the right hand than there was in the left yeah. so the right was always shooting up the left was always veering uh-huh. and I'm like it's because the bar's in the wrong place in the hand but even just simple stuff like that where like you're not really focusing too much with hands in the same places there's so many different integral details that can go into different things that can't yeah. movement it's unreal yeah um, yeah so that kind of roundabout way that kind of led me to the kind of wanting to have this gym that was a personalised small group training gym so basically yeah. everyone has a programme yeah. uh, training small groups up to 8 people uh, I'm dotting about and you know we're chatting about stuff or just kind of shooting shit as well as correcting coaching but it's not in your face I'm not like grabbing you all the time and being yeah. like do this do that you know set you up a programme for 4 weeks Yeah, it's, it's a mixture because obviously it's what someone is looking for so mm-hmm. most people want to get a little bit stronger a little bit fitter and maybe lose a little bit of weight and, and get a little bit have healthy. a laugh as well and have a laugh as well enjoy it yeah. yeah community and culture yeah. as well um, not many people are looking to become world champions no you know what I mean so we'll do an assessment uh, consult- an assessment and consultation session where we'll chat about stuff see why why did you why did you contact me what was your driver why are you here uh see what they're looking for, what their background injury history is, what their training history is, uh, what their goal is, 
uh, if they know, but sometimes they don't. Just yeah. something to get hold of to be like, right, I need to hit that mark to make that person happy and uh, achieve success there to end of the day, get yeah. them signed up and, and get them training. Uh, but also, uh, as well as meeting them at the right level, so assessment-wise, a couple of bodyweight movements, just looking at one talking about stuff as well like foundations yeah. of mechanics foundations of breathing and bracing foundations of uh, just putting it all together I talk about neutral spine I talk about stable shoulder so they have those kind of basic concepts first Yeah. Uh, and then a movement assessment of just plank look at how they do a plank then say right do this do that to change yeah. it or be like okay that's fine uh, do a, a banded row just talk about engaging your lats do you have yeah. a rack press up and see what the press up is like and talk about that again uh, do a hinge just talk about the hinge talk about because most 10 times out of 10 when like, someone comes in they don't know how to hinge and oh, when they yeah. hinge, they, they, know, they can't squat yeah. or deadlift oh um, tons of people don't know what a hinge so having to explain that to people I'll be like pick yeah. off the floor without bending your knees yeah. they're like what yeah. and I'm like you can move from your hip remember mm-hmm. like, if you sit down your hips move and they're like and I'm like trying to get them to actually understand that yeah. it's quite could be that's probably one of the harder things to get people to do at first it is hard yeah. and I start with just giving them a PVC pipe and putting it up and down their back yeah. and just seeing how they move can they hold a neutral spine can they keep their head shoulders and bum touching the pipe while they sit into their hips or are they just bending their knees and 10 times out of 10 they do bend their knees Oh yeah. And so it's just teaching them to sit into their hips and let the torso go forward so there's a lot of that there's a lot of me actually most days just being like sit into your hips or you're not sitting into your hips yeah. or you're talking remember when you sit back into your hips your torso will go for- forward uh, people are squatting deadlifts and that assessment so that's the hinge we go over that or we talk about it and be like right you can't hinge we need to work on these things or yeah. uh, you know show them how to do it uh, and then after that body weight squat just look at them squatting onto a couple yeah. of plates you can tell a lot of times you can tell a lot from people just how they look or how they approach a squat yeah that's where I normally go to first if we've got not much time I'm like let's see you squat let's see yeah. it and I look at it and I'm like right this is what we need to work on but normally you can get through quite a lot in just an hour session with yeah. someone and so that so that um, finishes with a reverse lunge and I'm just looking at them doing a reverse lunge yeah. and that uh, kind of assessment was taken from the stuff I learned from Ollie Jessup and stuff and that the kind of assessment that they do yeah. on their first session along with probably some other things um, and then from there I kind of create a program I tend to work with people who are kind of just looking for a change they've been maybe in a commercial gym yeah. and they've seen me through word of mouth and they're like, oh, that looks really cool. I want to, maybe they've not deadlifted before or maybe they have or they've got injuries and they've just stopped training. Yeah. And uh, I will bring them in, bring them in. I won't even touch the barbell in the first session. We won't even be really working out. I'll teach them our range of motion exercises that we do. I tend to see that most people, they come in and they're suffering from tightness in the pecs, tightness in the hip flexors, tight ankles. Yeah probably everyone's different obviously but those are the main things so we just go over some things that help open them up mm-hmm. to run through a warm-up process that is kind of free stage there's a there's i talk about making sure you do cv at the start just get yeah. the heart rate up i talk about the mobility exercises that in time i kind of specialize to what they need yeah maybe it's tight maybe it's ankles that need work maybe it's the chest needs opened up maybe it's the hip flexors that need opened up um maybe they have a back injury maybe they have a shoulder injury uh 
you know, hamstring tear, hip flexor tear, knee knee injury, yeah, or ankles, and just be like, right, note that down. Right, we need to work on that. Make sure that's included in their warm up. That we need to work on yeah. mobility drills and rehab drills that feed into their warm up, so that the warm up will look like a little bit of CV, two minutes up to ten minutes on a yeah. machine, uh, mobility drills specific to them, and then activation drills. Uh, to get them going and ready for if they're about to do a squat and some stuff before that probably some core work probably some mm-hmm. uh, hip stuff probably some uh, glute stuff uh, and then potentiation to really get them going potentiation might just mean if they're doing goblet squats maybe do body weight squats if they're doing back squats maybe do some goblet squats and maybe a, a form of a jumping yeah. plyometric test maybe just a jump it's just individualising the actual warm yeah. for the session and that's just the warm up yeah. and then when it comes to the program like I said most people want to get a little bit stronger obviously it depends on what they say yeah. but this is the kind of 10s out of 10 this person wants to get stronger they want to get a little bit fitter mm-hmm. uh, and they want to lose fat they want to look better they want to look better naked so they want to be healthier stronger fitter and leaner uh, so there's the nutrition side of it and we talk about the macros we talk about calories we yeah. talk about um just all that stuff like oh, what you're eating what, what do you really struggle with uh, do you eat chocolate all the time do you eat alcohol on the weekend or drink alcohol all the time or yeah. what are you open to doing are you willing to track are you not cool what do you want to like small I'm trying to give them small things yeah you try to just and change it's, it's as much as they're willing sometimes they're like get to fuck I don't oh, want to yeah. talk about it I just want to come here and train I'm I've, fine I've had some examples yeah. like one or two especially <laughs> a female I used to train ages ago still cool but um, just wouldn't have listened to any information yeah. and I was like she was on uh, what was it Slimming World uh-huh. like, for, for a big group like getting people in like it's kind of like an entry point I'm like fair enough you want to lose a bit of weight that's perfect but you need to do a bit more of your own research Yeah. and uh, she was still eating like she was a tiny little girl she was eating like two big burgers for dinner and I was like look me like it was like let me do your macros like I was training her I was like if I, let me do your macros I can sort you with what you should be eating number one she was like and the fear in her face like oh, I don't want to eat chicken rice and broccoli and I'm like you're not going to eat chicken rice and broccoli because I don't eat chicken rice and yeah. broccoli for every meal but even it didn't matter how many times I tried to explain it to this one person I was like I'm not going to give you this I'm just going to tell you what you can eat within yeah. a limit um, oh it's still it's so emotional sometimes there's it so so much emotion connected to nutrition or be like someone would be like don't talk to me about nutrition it's simple it's straightforward you know what's the big deal I know what I'm doing you know you know what I mean like you know, why are you trying that? to teach me to suck it yeah. like well you're still overweight um, or you're you're still not as strong as you want to talk about you've been yeah. talking about three years you need to eat more protein you need to uh, you're always in a deficit or you're fluctuating and stuff yeah. just do a day of recording and understanding and yeah. take a photo of yourself you top off you don't need to show it to anyone but just a, a reference in a yeah. month's time just keep an eye on it uh, set yourself a little three month goal or a one month or three weeks of just like right I'm going to not drink during the week I'm going to try and get eight hours of sleep yeah. one or two days I'm going to hit this protein goal every day for this going to hit the protein goal going to like do the body weight the two times body weight or or I'm going to I'm going to cook from scratch and actually yeah. enjoy my cooking you've talked about you said like I like cooking that that's oh, yeah. why because it's actually really relaxing and like enjoying like clearing my head and like actually enjoying the process of making that meal I can make a gourmet meal that may cost me in a restaurant 50, 60 quid yeah. and I can have instead of having that small portion 
I can have big fuck off portion for maybe three nights, like beef cheek or, or short rib or brisket, and I can have it with a nice bottle of wine, and I can maybe have it for like, you know, 20, 30 quid. Yeah. And that might last for three nights. And you're still hitting your macros. Yeah. Well, well probably not. I'll probably eat loads of fat, but I mean, that's the weekend. Um, yeah. And I've, uh, oh, but I've been ups and downs with nutrition, and I'm trying to lose fat, but also obviously I want to get stronger as well, and that's a whole yeah. kind of, you can't do it. Oh, you, you can, can a little you bit. Can, you can. Recomposition, I think, will can set it once yeah. for me to yes. Well, and, uh, for the best thing of my yeah. client, my lifter, Aaron, he, he bloomed up to 95 kilos for under 93 kilo weight class. But uh-huh. all his plan was for the previous year, we're just going to build him up as much as possible, eat as much as you can, just put on as much muscle, like a dirty bulk essentially. But uh-huh. I was like, don't worry about it, because I'm building him up to be a very, very competitive lifter within the few right. years. But I'm like, we need to get a good base. So I was like, we're going to strip down 83 for this last comp and we're just going to keep going for that. He is 21 as well, and right. he's only a couple of years into training, so training age is low, and he's young. He's got that young fucking testosterone running through his body. Right. So he put, what was it, a, the last comp, he got a 130, he got 135 previous in competition, but managed to put 12.5 kilos on his bench, and managed to put 7.5 kilos on his deadlift, and right. a cut as well. So he cut 12 kilos, and got stronger he should have got his second squat he should have got a 200 kilo squat but um, there was a mishap with the judge and oh, it was yeah. right. but um, again the judge came and apologised and I was thankful for that but um, yeah, you can absolutely as long as you hit the right requirements for what you're doing you can increase strength and you're going to deficit yeah. but Aaron's a wee different he is young and he's just got there's like, the young thing as well and uh, yeah so it's getting all those tweaks but I think maybe me being a little bit older, 32 now, I've gone through the period of, you know, just like, oh, fuck it, I'm going to have a beer tonight, it's a Wednesday night, I'm going to have a beer, or, yeah. you know, uh, there was a good one, uh, so one morning, I, I, I used a slow cooker, and I put, um, I put meatballs in a slow cooker, and I was just like, I'm just going to have meatballs and porridge for my breakfast, because, <laughs> uh, like, gains, bro, that's and, uh, nice, I caught to that time, Andy, was just absolutely went off his head, I was like, <laughs> I'm going to send you a book, because, you're just gonna get fat and it's not looking good and and I was like oh yeah but I had a best great training hard, session I had, a, I had absolute <laughs> like one of the best training sessions I ever had so I was like feel oh. but obviously I, that was a thing like yeah. before I knew about nutrition or a little bit more about nutrition yeah. I was like my mum used to cook used to live at home I, I lived at home for maybe three years up to maybe 29 and then yeah. girl, girlfriend at the time left me and was like oh you never moving out and blah 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 and and I was just like, yeah, okay, I'll show you. I'll move out. Yeah. Uh, I moved out and uh, I didn't know how to cook. Well, I didn't know how to cook, but not as well as start. It just takes yeah. time. Just like training takes time. That takes time. Coaching takes time. Uh, building confidence takes time. I'll just go into that. So I was talking about eating before you train. Yeah. Like, there's nothing better than getting a big meal in before you train. Uh-huh. I, I've got a client. She's going on a wee bit of pause now, but um, it's actually Kev's missus. Um, Zoe, now Zoe is a, a clean eating freak, like oh, everything is yeah. gluten free, everything right. is absolutely clean to the bone, even if she goes, I think she has like a Chinese or something once in a while, but if she makes food, everything is super, super duper clean, like the right. healthiest you've ever, like healthiest you've ever seen. Yeah, that's the fad, isn't yeah. it, the clean eating And any time that they go to like the foodie festival or stuff, right. like, it has to be the cleanest, oh. and uh, I was sitting telling her, I was Does like... Does she have binges? Is there every so often don't she know. goes like, She's like, it, she is one of the, the to be fair, like I just a strength coach and she is one of the 
fittest and healthiest people I've ever met I in my life. I guess that's because yeah. she's clean. She's just, everything, she's just yeah. pure. She's yeah, one of yeah. those, like, I love training her because she's one of yeah. those hyper happy people that are. And she's got so much energy. Oh man, she's brilliant. She's yeah. tiny as well, she's only 50 kilos, but she ripped the bits. She's, she was actually fairly strong oh. for, um, for somebody who would be in a 47 weight class. But um, the, the wee look in her face when I was like, I had the best training session in months last night. And she's like, oh, what'd you do different? And I was like, I had a massive McDonald's feast. And I was like, I had a Big Mac, a large yeah. Big Mac meal, yeah. I had a McFlurry, yeah. I had a double bacon cheeseburger, I had five chickens, I could, I could eat a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and I ate all that and yeah. came in and I absolutely burst that, I got a new PB that but I that for her, I think it's quite good though, oh, it's isn't it? brilliant. I, I, I can't, um, I have to try and eat as much as I can in the morning. Because you got to fuel up. Yeah, for me anyway, it works a lot better. Um, especially if I'm going to compete, I want to compete against the big boys, so I want to actually try and balloon up a little bit uh-huh. to be competitive against them because I think it'd just be funny if I go to a 120 plus class and win something because yeah. I'm so much more shorter than them so just be it's funny. just mental isn't <laughs> it that weight is just it's just uh, it's a different ball game isn't it it's hard to get your head around Yeah, 120 or, or, or god forbid like the 160 or 200 that the strongman guys are at and oh, at yeah, one point thought, I was yeah. like I want to get over 100 but I guess I was putting on a lot of fat and like I wasn't the strength wasn't improving and just again I was developing understanding that nutrition not to say that there's anything good about my physique or whatever but it, I guess it is a little bit leaner and I'm starting to just yeah, I guess fair, get yeah, more of an understanding point. and yeah and to grips with eating because I was a because of what happened when I was younger I have I've, I, I, I struggle to not to just binge I can't yeah. stop I'm not like and my girlfriend she'll just have something and stop or she will not have breakfast or or she'll just like come home and she won't have dinner and and I'll come home and I'll be like if I haven't had dinner I'll just eat a whole loaf of bread or yeah. or order two pizzas and eat them both and then feel horrendous but like also achieved because I've eaten two pizzas that's a pretty good idea yeah. that's eating two pizzas is a yeah. big ordeal yeah. I like a lot of food I think I've not, seen too it much two small pizzas from Dole yeah. not Dole uh, East Pizzas I have I have eaten a whole Domino's, but I think that's pretty straightforward now. Oh, yeah. 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 So but like, there was a time where I couldn't eat the whole Domino's. Yeah, especially in hangover time. Yeah. Like, I've, I've gotten to the point now with food where it's... I've not been too... Because uh, I did have a lot of problems when it came to um, burn me image and when it was coming down to sort of, like, heating or, like, weight classes when yeah. I used to do Muay Thai. So it's actually, like, struggling against that. Uh, so now I'm like fuck it I'm like the opposite I'm like I'm just going to try and eat as much and get as big and as strong yeah. as possible and man I'm young enough I'm still 29 I, I have this thing in my head where I don't have the athlete mentality which I need to try and store back because yeah. I will compete this year uh-huh. and I do think I can do quite well eventually uh, baby numbers still but I'm getting there um, but it's just changing that up so I'm like ah, I might as well just go off the deep end and try and go against the big boys for a laugh that's good all that power to you yeah. Um, I guess I like because I'm not a powerlifter I'm like kind of a bastard of like what am I I like I want to do I want to be strong I want to still progress my fitness and do things yeah. like the odd like I have a walk bike so I go on the walk bike uh, or rowing I used to though. when I was into the Jim Jones thing I was into the 2k row and I got the 2k row down to 646 because well, because lots I was competing with a couple other members and I got a guy yeah. called John Morris and Jamie and and uh, I was like I got under seven minutes and then he like just to piss me off like got lower and then I was like right I fucking train my ass off work hard 
and I got 646 and I was with one of the other members, Ben, and I went to see a guy called Ash Jones. So it was, uh, we went to see what was that? this kind of seminar synergy in Livingston and then came back and uh, I was like, oh, Ben, you want to come down and we'll do a session? It was like a Saturday. It was a, yeah, it was, a, it was a Saturday afternoon, maybe a Sunday afternoon, and uh, I basically just put a song on repeat. <laughs> and I was like, right, I'm going first, Ben, and then you're going. And I just absolutely went for it. And I know like 646 isn't that fast compared to other people. Like you know, the fastest one you got five minutes or something, or maybe even four minutes or whatever. But Jesus, like I went for it, and I held on to the pace, and I fought, and like like the first two k row I did was like I came back from Salt Lake City, and I was jet lagged, and I immediately yeah. just went on the row. I was like, right. I'm going to do this 2k row in under 7 minutes and it got to the last uh, minute maybe I misread it and I thought oh I'm done but I wasn't I had another like I think I had another 500 meters and I had to row 500 meters but completely done like yeah. redlined nothing left and so I did it and I got under 7 minutes and literally for the next 2 or 3 hours or maybe more my heart rate was up at 118 I was like I could feel it and I was like brutal yeah but i was like this is i was like buzzing so there was that kind of side of it and uh side to the kind of jim jones thing the fitness thing it's trying to be strong but also fit and also it's the crossfit thing but individualization it's crossfit maybe without kipping and the injuries Uh, so so there's like a lot of companies that are trying to do this which i quite i get it but to me it just doesn't seem to be like um it would have the whole yeah. popularity across it because CrossFit's like all oh, or nothing fucking do or die even yeah. though like I don't credit it as a sport but um, it does good things because anybody getting it's involved quite yeah, it's, it's quite everybody fun getting involved in sport and fitness yeah. and getting better is perfect yeah. but um, like strong first all these things I remember uh-huh. I've heard so many people talk about it it's pretty much like they do challenges like it's CrossFit but the technique is like it's like the technique it's yeah. like the IPF standard yeah. of CrossFit, yeah. like, it's like I can understand that, and they want to legitimise it. Um, I remember the guy Daniel Talbot, uh, good guy. Hopefully he's listening. He's all about that, and it was like the perfect deadlift that you can perform. But it was based on form, like your back couldn't round or anything. You had to pull that. Uh, what was that for? Strong first thing. Strong, is that strong was, first? Or something right. like that. Yeah, and like pull ups, like but the form couldn't break down. Uh-huh. So like it's like as many pull ups you can do, and as soon as there's a wee bit of slack and it's really bit, hard to, to it, test yeah. that eh? like without people like trying to cheat it or whatever like, yeah that's why you, you judge it or that's why some things get taken in and out of powerlifting yeah. because the subjectivity of the judges uh-huh. is insane but I think they've got like a criterion that's really really strict yeah but again like, it's, it's mad how many takes on CrossFit there is yeah and, so um, I guess that was more it was all about use the gym as a means to the end you know yeah. everyone comes in differently uh, and a Jim Jones started as kind of mountaineering so they, they train people to do mountaineering and so that would be the, the training would be based around that it would be individualisation so there would be periodization. there would be there would be the whole conjugate program where you do um, you maybe do a month of training or four weeks of training where you, you specialise in one thing you're focusing on one thing but you're still doing two other things Yeah. Uh, and then the next month you do uh uh, so maybe that's a strength cycle but with you know through doing two other things at the same time yeah. the conjugate style and then or what they call conjugate style and then the second month would be uh, strength endurance so or power endurance yeah. or uh, or just straight endurance yeah. or um, 
you know, that kind of combo where you're just cycling through like that and then moving away from that and being like, right, let's just do straight periodization for strength training and powerlifting, but add some CV in there as well because, yeah, okay, I want to get stronger, but I also want to get fitter and I also want to get leaner, which essentially it goes right back full circle to Jim Jones because that's what it all was about in foundation was it was individualization. They talked about nutrition, they talked about calories, they talked about strength training, like, uh, what's it called Pavlov's uh, Preplin's table or oh, Preplin's table actually Preplin's, Preplin's table, table or, yeah. so that's um, where you can figure out relative intensity in that as well uh, or other things and just rep schemes and, and, and rest periods and good old Preplin uh, table aye so like that kind of stuff like trying to do more than just I guess doing you know I guess it's just saying like how many people should be training like a powerlifter oh yeah it's like I say and that's the question I got the other day from because obviously I sh- um, endangered MMA good at MMA gym rent space for me and I was uh-huh. chatting to one of the guys that uh, trains in martial arts and he asked me he was like you can always tell how long a coach has been in the game if somebody asks a question it's never a yes or no it's always well depends but um, just ask me is a deadlift worth doing for me to build strength and I'm like short answer I'm like yes but I was like but if, to come to your goal, if you want to be a good grappler, I was like, um, I was like, you don't need to do any exercise if you don't want to. I would be like, if you are happy just squatting and building that or doing this or uh-huh. and this, you don't have to do it. Yes, there is some exercises that are better carried over to MMA, Muay Thai, there, there is. But if you don't like something, you don't have to do it. And I always like mention like... Um, the all blacks training when like if you watch them and they're all doing like a power session uh-huh. one of them's doing a hand clean one of them's doing a block power clean one of them's doing power one full cleans yeah. it's all what they can actually do uh-huh. best based on their the ability and yeah. stuff and their mobility yeah. so when it gets to the point where like almost every question that somebody gives you is always how long is a piece of string and you're like Phew. yeah just obviously doing something that doesn't result in getting them injured I guess and helps Exactly. So Some way helps them think, like, improve really, their power and their, their yeah. sport. Because like the, the big three with squat bench and deadlift, but other exercises, but if you don't, if somebody comes to me and I'm actually trying to transition to just being wholly a strength powerlifting coach because that's the only thing that I've really attached to myself to. Yeah. Um, when somebody comes to me, and I can do Muay Thai as well, I can do pads, but I've got a thing at the minute, um, what I've realised in myself as a coach, is that if somebody doesn't want to learn something from me if they just want like a buddy to train with I'm like I'm not your coach like get somebody else uh-huh. to train you yeah in that point and uh, for me like you need to I like my time to be worth the money that people are buying yeah so I'm like I need to impart something if you just want somebody to push you for a workout I'm like probably best going with someone else but it's getting to that point where like if anybody just charge them double the money and get some money from them and then oh, could actually yeah. put the prices <laughs> up I should buy but I'm yeah. a very very artistic when yeah. it comes to that stuff but yeah. um, no, yeah it's a lot of people when they're coming in training and think they have to lift like that it's all, I suppose it's like a sect of people mm-hmm. but definitely not if you're wanting other goals you definitely shouldn't be training like a powerlifter <coughs> there's elements um, of it yeah, like periodization oh, yeah. progression but that's sort of coming back to like the sports element and that's yeah. like I, I know a lot of like the strength and conditioning and all the sports is really really brought in from the Eastern Bloc stuff and how they handled uh-huh periodization with weights and then it's been implemented into sports coaching mm-hmm. as well on that side but it's, it's definitely the programming side absolutely where you have like the progression 
Uh, yeah. It's definitely something that people should work in, but then um, there's other elements as well to how to progress, like cardiovascular exercise. It's just a bit more difficult uh, to try and get that on the right side, I think. Yeah, so like getting that mixture for yeah. someone who's looking to get stronger, fitter, and leaner and healthier. Uh, one, the right entry level, the right exercise selection, the right from that exercise selection, that development of the program, and then the correctives, if they need any correctives, the right intensity. Yeah. Uh, are they really unfit, right? Let's gradually increase their fitness. Nothing intense, intervals, maybe a little bit, but nothing that they are, you know, they're falling off a machine because that will just result in disaster or potential injury or whatever. Yeah, you don't want people you know, to go too You need hard. to get a big, have a big focus on building people's aerobic energy systems up, you know, and, and well, that's the whole not part. going straight to anaerobic and straight to intervals, but, you know, let's get you just doing some steady state uh, so that you kind of leave the session feeling refreshed rather than yeah. completely beat up or, like, li- like you know, literally like you're sore for the whole week. You know, yeah, you've got to earn that right to be able to train at that level because yeah. if you do, then you'll it'll happen like I happen like you'll hurt yourself yeah that's the um, that's the first thing I tried to get people into so when I was just a personal trainer at a gym uh, you would motion personal training to somebody and they'd think that you're just going to ball at them for an hour and kill uh-huh. them and I was like nah like and a lot of people have that look that's how I start off <laughs> uh, well everybody a lot of people yeah. do but only a certain amount of people can to tough that out yeah and you have to be you have to come from a different set it's realising that people will not stay when you beast them, when you injure them, when they are sore for weeks, they'll stay because they enjoy it, they'll stay because of the community, they'll stay because they enjoy training with those people, yeah. they'll stay because they are progressing, they're hitting their goals, they're losing the fat, if it's fat they need to lose, they're getting stronger, if it's strong strength they need to improve, yeah. they're getting fitter, which most of my members need to do all three of those things. But, you know, you usually get some that want to just say right I want to put on four kilograms of muscle yeah okay right this is what you need to do you may need to lose some fat before you start you know maybe you want to stay in slight deficit Deficit on that so that you do lose some fat as well as recomposition and build that muscle up yeah Uh, but no what I was thinking before there's a lot of time when you're trying to get somebody in and they just think that you're going to murder them like yeah. Uh, just bringing back to that point where people think exercise needs to be difficult like, it doesn't it needs to, to be, be a suffer fest it yeah. just, it just needs to be consistent I've yeah. seen so many people be like you can just put on you can lose so much weight by just going for a half hour walk whatever back. happens in that yeah. session you're still going to be it's still as fat as you were before Yeah, you're still going to be as unfit as you were before you're still going to be as weak as you were before but you could have a good session and a couple of sessions down the line yet then you'll be leaner then you'll be stronger but yeah. is that session going to make a difference to your immediate situation no so a lot of people think getting people out of that mentality yeah. that short term mentality and thinking about longevity the long term approach yeah. the sub-maximal approach the let's build these foundations and then you will go further there'll be less frustration there'll be less uh, it'll be like you know the transition period it'll be seamless yeah. that you oh eventually oh all of a sudden I can do a press it all of a sudden I can I can deadlift uh, you know double body weight yeah. and my back isn't sore or it takes time for it and a lot of yeah. people just have this 
strange idea when it comes to exercise that has to be built and like melted a boot camp. Like, yeah, get get everything smashed. And yeah, and I was guilty of it when I was yeah. when I was younger. Everybody is. I was, I was the same when I was in Thai. Just like, the CrossFit instead, yeah. etc. If you come out and you feel smashed, you're like that was great. But then yeah. I'm like, uh, it's only a certain sector people can take. There is an there's an element of you need to. The gym is going to take something from you, and for 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 you to be able to get something from it. Yes. But if you jump straight into that style of training without building the foundations, without earning the right to train at that intensity, then you will get injured straight away or you will just like do it for five days. You know, I'm doing, you know, you see the person, they'll come in, they'll come in every day. Yeah. Like you might want to have a rest day, just chill, just, you know, train. I, I love that combo of training Monday, Tuesday, rest Wednesday, training Thursday, Friday, something like that, or three days on one day off or something. Yeah. Oh, just that kind of, like, give it give it time my trainer resembles I feel like chopped up like all the exercises looked at the weekend just threw them and uh-huh. be like there you go work with that Yeah, that's how it works for me but you get it in where you can my best story when it comes to somebody trying a bit too hard and doing too much was I was working at Energizer and we'd done these like called Energizer programs they never worked because nobody ever went but like they come in for like a meeting and like you go over a program but the thing is like they, they, they would give you exercise to go into the programme they actually spelt the exercises wrong on the programme card it was oh amazing <laughs> but uh, the actual thing that they printed off thousands of forms said exercises oh gosh which is brilliant but um, I remember there was one guy Indian guy a bit older probably 40s and he weighed in 110 kilos and he was like oh I want to it was like it was it was August and he was like I want to lose 20 kilos in two months and I was oh like God. I was like nah not happening yeah and he was like but, but I can do it and I'm like I'm sure you can do it but it's not sustainable and you will put the weight back on I was like yeah I'm, like People I said want to that magic like, pill don't they yeah. they don't want to do any of the hard work they just want to lose it straight weight one week ah. that's ah. like Two months. weeks and months and you will go up your weight will go up your weight will go down it's a it's a up and down process yeah um, but the way I start thinking of it it's like you're in it for the long run and to do it. you've got to think about yeah. it like 20-30 years down the line and you've got to enjoy it and it's not like I'm not going to drink forever and then you go back on it and you binge the hell out of it yeah, or, and just like work on moderation and just get used to eating vegetables const- like all the time and have a little right bit of protein like. and a little bit you know yeah. a chocolate bar here and there and don't obsess about it and just yeah. be like yeah but on the safe side don't be like okay yeah a powerlifting side but I'd be like well on the same side don't smash the McDonald's you yeah. know, don't be like I'm going to have 50 chicken nuggets tonight and then I'm going to like actually. because because <laughs> yeah okay your performance is going to be smashed but at, at some point you're going to have to come back to it and, 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 and come look at your health yeah. at some point but also you know awesome great you're the best power lifter in the world the people are loving you and man you're like you know Ronnie Coleman or whatever or whatever but maybe I don't want to be like Ronnie Coleman because he's got like what two hip replacements, back replacement, oh, and just some constant pain. Yeah, guys, an idiot. Obviously, a legend when it comes to the. He's a legend, Bolden, but yeah, like fucking idiot. awesome. Yeah, like, buddy. Like wait, but like, idiot. I don't want to be in that sort of pain. I also I do want to lift heavy weights, but there's a compromise. I guess I'm saying there. Like, I want to get, I want to improve my fitness. I want to get leaner. Um, still working on, still work progress. But I guess the number one priority is I also want to help people. Yeah. and I can't really help people if I'm injured because it's very hard to get in a positive mindset and get up every day at 5am and, and coach and work for maybe 
uh, up to eight hours a day, maybe more, you know, the split shifts, um, four hours coaching in the morning, four hours coaching in the evening, yeah. and, and, and keep your head in a positive mindset to have those conversations with people and inspire people and, and give them the advice and the direction, not just, you know, exercise correction and also chatting about training and, 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 and life and nutrition, but also yeah. be there and not just be there. Yeah. And like, you yeah, know, that have that part, shitty yeah. face that you have when you're tired and exhausted and you're trying to put a brave face in it, but you've got a headache and you've been in the gym for four hours and you're like, yeah, yeah, that's great. Let's do your last set so we can get out of here or whatever. Or, yeah. you know, when you're injured, you're in that negative space straight away and you're already stuck. You're already started down. Yeah. But, if your training's going well and yeah you are getting stronger but you may not be fantastic okay that's fine yeah. right just like call it be like yeah cool i'm not i'm not powerlifter but i am working i am still training i am working towards something yeah i'm not not doing anything i'm 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 doing some uh cardiovascular training i'm trying to get fitter i'm trying to get stronger exactly i'm yeah. working on my nu- nutrition i know it's not perfect i struggle to uh curtail my weekends and drink i I've been guilty of like drinking a bottle on the night, a bottle of wine, but I'm trying to reduce that to three quarters just to be like, yeah, okay, drink, drink a bottle. Yeah. Like right now I'm trying to go and maybe just work on my nutrition a little bit more, keep that deficit a little bit more for till the end of the month, till I go away for a couple of days. Yeah. Um, it's so easy to drink a bottle of wine, though. Yeah, well, I have always, guys, yeah. I have one of some of my guys who drinks three. Yeah. You know, easily smash three a night. But for me, it's like my thing is that is my excess. Yeah. My, uh, three quarts of bottle of wine or, or three pints on a Saturday or three pints on a Sunday. I used well I still do. I love a I love a beer on a Sunday yeah. afternoon while watching the rugby. Um but it's trying to I'm trying to keep my Monday to Friday kind of clear of alcohol. Okay, yeah I've done I've done seven months no alcohol free. I know people have done years um but then I came back from that I bounced back and I drank too much. I'm just trying to yeah. get the moderation right. It's the whole me binging idea and and, and just getting control of the nutrition and, and doing that. So yeah, yeah. Well, I'll joke that I have the Monday to Friday diet where I deficit and I don't drink and I work on the sleep and have trying to have as much energy as I can to give as much as I can for the coaching and so I keep training and do all the odd jobs around the gym, yeah. clean the gym, work on the business, work on getting content out, work on just you know doing a bit of reading, doing a little bit of uh, continued education. Yeah. Uh, and and then on the weekend, yeah, a little downtime. Have a little drink on the Friday night because I don't have to get up till seven. Uh, have a little, I get, but again, that spreads on to Friday, and then Saturday, and then Sunday. Yeah, I try to walk loads on Sunday. It's not, I know it's not a lot for some people. But it's like try to walk to Stockbridge and back from Leaf, like to do my groceries and yeah, and fifteen thousand steps or so just to keep moving. Yeah, uh, there's other things like I I train my grand. So oh yeah, I've seen this. Yeah, this is very good, very wholesome content. Yeah. Instagram. Um, so this is kind of like a new thing that I started doing in 2018. Mm-hmm. I uh, basically my gran was just uh, yeah two years ago, 2017. She had a bad year. She uh, had a fall in about November, December time of 2017, and uh, half hip replacement from that. Yeah, came back from that. Got home February time. And then uh, she fell again, chasing a spider. Nothing happened, but you know yeah. she was like, saw a spider, chased it, fell over, pulled the bloody plug socket out the the, the, the phone out the plug socket and bruised her head. I don't 
She doesn't. We don't think that anything happened, but I think something might have happened then as well. Yeah. And then third time, uh, it was in August, maybe June or July. She just frozen. She couldn't move and stood still for I don't know how long, and eventually collapsed and shattered her femur. Jesus. Yeah. So she shattered her femur. Uh, she lying there. People obviously came eventually. Got taken ambulance to Western General. No, it uh, Edinburgh Infirmary got plates in the femur and uh, my gran is the stubbornest woman you ever met you know you are a young man you are not a doctor you're not a physiotherapist so I'm not listening to you oh I love that uh, uh, so, yeah that happens all the time so she was in the wrong infirmary and uh, I was like I was trying to get her to do stuff or just kind of move because I was like they are going to chuck you out they're just yeah. going to next day they just went right you're home uh, with some care support but yeah. and it did happen uh, one day they were like right you're going home and I shocked her system it was and uh, I was like I tried to get you to move but anyway so she's always had pain in her life she's always had osteophritis yeah uh, she has a frozen shoulder uh, she has just headaches she has suffered some headaches don't know what it is just, but she takes paracetamol regularly for a day for like a whole life yeah and that kind of keeps it away and she's never done any exercise in her life uh, uh, so that so that was that and then we're like so the thing started with she needed to go outside for a walk for her, her rehab yeah. and her carer used to take her out so my mum was like can you come over so I so we you know because she won't go out for me because she doesn't trust me yeah so that's fine yeah we'll go out uh, we went out we have to go through the garage door because the front door is too high uh, and so we go through the garage door we go out the back we go through the garage door she has a zimmer frame we walked out walked back did that for a couple of months and I was like maybe I could think about some kind of exercises yeah because I've never really I've, I've never really used my you know what I have to help my family and I yeah. was like god I really need to like you know use what I have to maybe get my mum stronger my mum suffers rheumatoid arthritis or my, my dad who is to be frank with matter he's an alcoholic uh, and has a, obviously cancer esophagus and he smoked like chimney players and yeah uh, and my sister, yeah, I've done some stuff with my sister. She's uh, she's done the, the whole CrossFit stuff in my in my wee garage at my mum's house, and uh, has been to a couple of circuits as well. And yeah. but she has she runns a beer shop called the Beer Cave on Dalry Road. Oh, I just went past that today. Oh yeah, I just seen that today. Actually, actually, actually is, caught my eye. Nice there is great uh, yeah. beers in there from uh, the the Netherlands and Holland and all the all the fancy beers, uh, and they've got like a little arcade game to play as well, and they've got wines and. Yeah. Great selection. I, 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 I actually looked at it. Cause tell tell her right. I sent you. Yeah, yeah, we'll they do. might give you a little special something. Oh, beautiful. What's her name again? Uh, the, the Beer Cave. No, what's her name? Lindsay Clark. Lindsay Clark. Right. Lindsay, Lindsay Clark. Lindsay, Lindsay, Lindsay. Uh, I'll put that so, on. yeah, definitely check them out. Um, so, yeah, what I was saying, yeah, so I was like, I worked out a little exercises for my grand, but it was really hard because sometimes she would flare up or sometimes it would be too much and yeah and sometimes she's just like well she always said to me like basically there was a surgeon she spoke to and they gave her a letter and the surgeon was like right no uh surgery or exercise will ever help your shoulder and yeah. she had this in a letter she wrote this from ver- verbatim and because of this letter she would never do any exercise because the surgeon had said listen nothing's ever going to help yeah. this so so she was like nah this is just going to hurt my shoulder so yeah. we're doing basic stuff and it is still sore but just like raising her arm up and down but I got to give her a can of soup 
and we'd just do raising up and down and sideways and I'd get a theraband and I'd do a banded row yeah. and I'd hold the band behind her shoulder and press just to get her moving so she can do basic things like put her clothes on and off go to the toilet just so you can just move her around the house value of life yeah because what she wanted to do was just sit still on the sofa and well she always jokes about fucking topping herself and stuff and you know we'll be doing banded exercise and she'd be like well you're there can you just tie it around my neck please or <laughs> we'd be going for a walk and she'd be like well oh, there's a bus robert will you just push me front of it it's like well you stop yeah. doing that because it's bloody horrible but it's like at the same time you're like it's fair enough she's 92 she's lived with pain all her life and it's yeah. brutal and but so, it does when someone sh- talks about their pain constantly it gets you down and it's hard oh, yeah, definitely and you, i see it with my mum she's very down and cares for my gran and just it's hard it, it, it eats away at you the stress of it all and just the lack of break it's like a, it's like a, it's like a yeah. torture mechanism you know being being in a room with my mum and gran is like a torture mechanism because they both have bad hearing oh, so they no. can't hear oh, and also no. my gran has selective hearing oh. and she is she can be really really uh, horrible sometimes but also just <laughs> lovely but um, yeah. but uh yeah, so it's like quite brutal, like the back and forth with my mum and my gran. Anyway, on the back of that, I, I started getting her training. It's been a year, and I was like, you're not allowed to fucking go till you fucking do a year of training. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't swear to her, but it was that kind of, you know, let's see if I can get her doing a year of training and see if it'll help. Yeah. So I eventually worked out, right, let's try a form of a deadlift, like a hinge. I held the kettlebell with one hand, held the zimmer frame with another. Yeah. The seat that she sits in in the kitchen. Uh, to eat her lunch so I was like I took that seat out and I was like to sit down that seat stand up squats uh, so that body weight squat yeah. boom stand up sit down marching on the spot just holding on to the zoom frame on the side just bring the knee up other knee up again another one yeah uh, what else we, we I tried a, a single arm farmer squat but it was a little, just a little bit too much uh, and we just put that back to just uh, taking a step forward and a step back yeah uh, and she uh, has a little bicycle yeah. So, have you ever seen those little bicycles where you just sit on the sofa and you? Yeah, I've got one of them. Yeah, I had one of those. <laughs> nice, brilliant. Yeah, I used it because I was like at one point a couple of years ago. I was like, not getting that activity. It was when I was at uni. Uh-huh. I was like, I need this just when I'm playing video games. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, oh, it's brilliant. She I've loves seen, it. Seen she'll a few people. I'm like, get one of these when you're at an office. Yeah, and just dead She'll easy. sit and like drink her cup of tea and just yeah. away while I'm cooking her lunch. Yeah. So like basically on a Wednesday, I'll I'll finish coaching, then I'll go over to my grands and just cook her lunch and yeah. get her to do these exercises hopefully sometimes she's sometimes it's like she's in too much pain and it's like nah not today yeah but it's just kind of seeing what will work what will not yeah how much uh you know when to push it and when not and i've learned a lot from training my grand and like in in ways of like what you will what you should listen to someone at start session at a start session everyone's always like or most people are like they, they're a bit grumpy they don't want to do it they're, they're, they're drag maybe they've dragged themselves to the gym but it's like don't listen to your thoughts in your brain just get through the warm-up and remember how you felt afterwards yeah. remember how you the, the feelings of energizedness or the, the, the lethargy going um, so a lot of times yes okay you, you should listen to someone but also you should not listen to someone and just as long as you're not fucking beasting them yeah. but as long as it's a reasonable level of training and there's all you know yeah and as long as they're not like my back it's about to snap yeah but if they're just being like bitching and moaning and just being genuinely like I don't want to do this and would be like right just just do the first thing just do yeah. the first just just get on the bike and do a couple of minutes just just, just do act. the first mobility exercise just, just do the first 
activation right. exercise. Just get into Just do it, your yeah. first set of squats. Yeah. And then the next thing, and then the next thing. And then before you know it, it's been an hour and you've done your workout and you feel fantastic and you've got that feelings of energy and energy and you feel refreshed. And lo and behold, work, yeah. go back to those feelings that you feel when you feel like shit and you're, you've been at work for eight hours and you're, you're tired and, you're, and you want to go home, you want to sit on the sofa, you want to drink a beer, you want to have a pizza, you want to be a slob, you want to be fat. You want to just, you want to skip, skip the gym. You don't want to go into a cold gym. Why? you got to think about things like, I want to see that guy. I want to be, uh, uh, you've also got back, go back and think about, let's make that an atmosphere that they want to come back to. Let's yeah. make that an hour of like, this is amazing. You know what I mean? They, they want to be like, they come in at 6 a.m. and they're buzzing. Yeah, they want to That's be. the ultimate thing. Uh, what else? Like not helping someone. So I used to, I, when we used to go out walking with my gran I used to hold her zimmer frame and pull her along yeah but actually that didn't help her because I was doing some of the work for her yeah okay yeah we don't want to be like you know make her walk a mile and and, and you know suffer but you've got to let her I got had to let her do the work to actually get stronger and, and yeah. what they say in the hostel gain independence yeah and in the gym it's the same as well you want to you've, they've got to do the work you can't do that to for give them, them the tools and teach them you can do it while we're you can't always be shouting at them or, or or coercing them or they've got to be they, they've got to they've got to be able to do it themselves and, and come in and not always be like moaning and groaning and being like and you having to be like yes you do you should have that stiff upper lip yeah. and be like you know just do it because someone needs to lead them but also they need to be self-sufficient as well and oh, be able yeah. to just develop that habit, that mentality. Yes, everyone has down periods and up periods as well, but they need to they need to do the work themselves. They need oh, to absolutely. dig themselves out of their own hole. They need to do the hard work, um, do the recovery, go to bed earlier. No yeah. one can eat the food for you. No one can track the food for you. No one can stop drinking on the week weekdays for you no one can take the photo in front of your mirror you just yeah so that's yeah. what i learned it's like you got you can't you, you got to help them but only yeah. so much so it's like sometimes they're yeah. almost like they're looking for like an either excuse or like a get out sometimes i've got two good examples of this that's happened recently uh i've got one lifter i've got one person person shall the name nameless but one day, I gave this lifter a percentage of a straight leg deadlifts compared comparative to what their deadlift max is. It's a piece of bits, right? Especially belted. Uh, the rest were quite high. But I'm sitting looking, I'm like, right, I know this is easy. Uh, Percentage-wise, uh-huh. dead easy. Um, so you know by looking at something. But it's, it was eight reps, so it's quite a lot of reps. Uh, they get through the first set, but they half and puff, and they slam the weight, and they're like, oh, I'm exhausted. And I'm like, you're not exhausted. I was like, I can tell. I was like, you know, there's different factors to tell yeah. somebody's actually exhausted. Uh, pain's something different. I'll never ever, and I'll get to that in my second one. But with him, I was like, with this person, I'm like, right, like, just go on with it. Uh-huh. Like, there's no, like, with him or a lot of other people, I'm always strict on, like, stop. See, that would, with yeah. that one, I'd be like, I'd go back to tell him why I'm doing this. Yeah. I'm giving you these high reps because we're building muscle mass and we're building metabolic conditioning whatever yeah. you want to call it or just that form of endurance uh, you've done this for this rep so you've done you know this is this yeah. alright you want to call it a day fine fuck off so, or but this block right, itself we'll is 
kind of like a pseudo peak but right. it's going but I know in my head we're going because not actually competing so we're going straight back into a volume phase and sound like right. the high rep song spending that time as well but at the end of the day I'm just like just fucking just roll into it like I almost like put some like a theatric show that it's uh-huh. very very tiring and a few people do this but I'm like it's not the that bad the performance art oh, the performance art so I'm guilty myself I was like but then you look at guys like alright well I know we'll always go back to Mark Keys, but he's like absolute savage rich and like just get on for a little weeks Robert just <laughs> just get on with it <laughs> you know but another one and obviously when talking about the low bar squat like uh-huh. it does take its toll on joints right especially with the shoulder or the elbow and I say to everybody I'm like I program the low bar in for as long as possible competitively viable and then toilet starts to cause problems with strain and I'm like uh-huh. right, right we take it out and we supplement the high bar safety squat bar I've just got or um, other variants yeah. uh, if I was in a gym it'd be other variants but like I just got a message through and I've explained this to this other client the other uh-huh. week and they're like oh um, it's like this uh, image that they have to train through pain a lot and I'm like, yeah. and like maybe I'm overtraining maybe this and I'm like no it's just because there's a bit of strain yeah. just to change the variable put variables change the variable sorry in the programme a little bit but we can still get the same carryover and animation yeah. that we're looking for uh, but then as soon as I say that to this person they're like oh yeah perfect that's fine you know, it's like they're almost looking like is this Bad in my overturning my engine, I'm like, no, you're fine. They just want some feedback, yeah, they? exactly. So it's all just the time. some communication, yeah. But that's the good part is when you get the people that actually just want to get on with it as well, like, it's, yeah, it, it can change your mood. And we were talking about it earlier, where like some people uh, can feel like they're robbing your energy a little bit if they're just, oh, I can't be bothered, yeah, I don't want to do this. And I'm like, man, you're paying me, so you're getting something for your money, yeah then you get the other ones that come in and they listen and they hang on every word and they actually will implement what you're teaching them and those are fantastic yeah those are fantastic sessions like that one hour out of maybe the whole week where you click or someone had it the other day like uh, one of my guys had uh, he's got pain in the back and he's a hockey player he has just generally lots of stiffness and stuff and lots of previous injuries and just It's, it's a case of slowly, slowly catching monkey and let's see what things we can get to work on, uh, things like hinging. So, you know, pain in the back and knee, just working on engaging the hamstrings to slowly rehabilitating some yeah. kind of plyometrics exercise starting with, uh, you know, some people are not willing to go to physiotherapists because it's like, oh, it's another 50 quid or whatever, or I'm paying yeah. you, so just... And finally, good physio is random. You yeah, need to get it. it's and hard that, to find. That's a good what physio. I love about the, the 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 relationships that I built up with Colin and Nicholas is I have those two contacts that I can say, okay, ten, nine times out of ten, they'll be like, nah, it's fine. I don't want to pay forty quid, and I'll be like, right, this is what you need to do. Yeah. Uh, and at the start, they won't do it until it keeps coming back, and then they eventually come back and they listen, and you do all this slow stuff, and you do like just the engagement stuff and the. Uh, the correction stuff and and just you slowly you build up that kind of rehabilitation program yeah and uh, you know they they get pain free and they they get that stable knee or the the pain in the back of your knee goes yeah uh, and all that stuff but um, it just I guess it just comes back to a push on the foundations and if you don't move very well then you need to do the mobility prerequisites yeah. to to do to, to, to get there to be able to move well or yeah. maybe you need to learn how to move well or just break something down maybe you're squatting 
and actually you need to go back and maybe stop squatting for a bit or actually look at groin rehab or hip flexor rehab yeah. or just like you said hinging yeah. you're not hinging it right I had this with another uh, member the other day and that it's really knowing how far you can push someone to obviously you want them to still be a member but you also know you need to be able to teach them and coach them and regress them and the basic things of movement like hinging sitting yeah. into your hips um, great okay you can do a trap bar deadlift great you're seeing the sports therapist but we do a kettlebell swing and you immediately can't see it right okay we go back to a kettlebell RDL still can't feel the hamstrings feeling in the back yeah. right okay let's break down the drill let's get a foam roller and practice some hinging drills yeah uh, it's at the end of the session you can see they're kind of slightly losing the will to live maybe they just train yeah, two yeah. sessions a week they're tired it's fair enough yeah you get a little bit in you can't expect the world okay you've tried a little bit of you've you crept it a little bit you've talked to them a little bit yeah. and that's it and you talk to you a little bit again and then again and again for months on end some days you get these amazing sessions where you, you change it and you correct it and they, smashes the they, they get it and they listen to you and you correct it in that one session but most of the time it's little things and you have to say it again and again like me saying to everyone all the time initiate your squat by sitting into your hips or yeah. remember to sit into your hips think about the hinge when we're deadlifting think about take the slack out of your lats before you yeah. sit into your hips to feel the hamstrings uh, all that stuff that's the thing that I yeah. struggled with I think a lot of personal trainers struggle with a little bit when they come into the game and it's um, it's balancing what these people are because some people will just hire a person and just, just tell me point at things and tell yeah. me to work out uh, not a lot of time people spend money on a corrective squat hour where somebody's like right you need to work on this so it's handling people's expectations yeah. and that stuff as well doing it it's doing quite, it yeah. but like giving the correction as you go like this is how this is how you're going to uh, so we're in the PT qualification with all and stuff and they did that it was called user uh, understanding setup execution and return yeah so Talk to them about how to, why, why are you doing this? What is the blah, 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 understanding yeah. of it. Talk through the setup, talk through the execution, clearly, succinctly, and, you know, but without rambling on. Yeah. So with a deadlift from a squat, I always talk about three things of the lats, the hamstrings, and the bracing. Yeah. I call it deadlift trifecta, like a triangle. Yeah. And all the kind of angles that you see in your knee, and your hip, and your shoulder, and the core control. I spend a lot of time being like, lie on your back and just practice breathing into your stomach yeah you know think about me I am about to punch you in the stomach brace taking the breath in learning how to intradromal brace and then the mechanics of practicing to sit into the hips going back to getting the PVC pipe or practicing the kettlebell RDL Uh, and then and then all of a sudden you find that when you go over the deadlift uh, it's it's a lot less frustrating and a lot like it's seamless. You'd be yeah. like, all of a sudden they can do a deadlift and they never deadlifted before because they can never do it and they always hurt their back. Yeah. Or they would always, they would do a squat and uh, they'd feel like they're going to fall over, fall yeah. over backwards. Um, I had a guy recently who, uh, he was a 60, oh, it's about 57 year old, I think. Uh, he was an older individual um, yeah. and uh, he was doing karate and stuff. He was a doctor and uh, someone kicked him in the knee. And that completely buggered him for 
for yeah. uh, years and he had to have a titanium knee and because of that he has lack of flexion in his, his knee and tight, really super tight hip flexor on one side and yeah. the other side tight as well. Uh, general posture stuff, pecs are tight uh, and um, so he started strength training before I'd met him, before he came to see yeah. me, he came for a referral. And he just downloaded the starting strength app and just started squatting and deadlifting and benching. Yeah. And he only saw it when he was like, I feel like I'm going to fall over. And yeah. he got up to a bench of uh, 60 kilograms, I think, and he, he squatted up to 75 and he uh, deadlifted up to something like that as well. And only stopped because he was like, I think I'm going to injure myself because I feel like I'm going to yeah, fall over. Actually and then he eventually yeah. contacted me and I've got him doing lots of kettlebell stuff and lots of rehabilitation stuff too. Yeah get normalize him and get him used to that one build base. up that gpp the yeah. general physical preparedness and get the knee flexion that he needs a little bit more in that knee a little bit improve the hip flexor yeah. ability improve the strength in his hamstrings and just generally whole over body and just fitness bring up that up as well as just understand the movements and the mechanics of squatting and deadlifting and the press up which will eventually turn into yeah. the bench press so yeah we're not we have just started floor pressing after a month, but before that he was doing rack press ups, yeah. he was doing ring rows, and he was doing goblet squats on top bench, and he still is squatting on top bench, and he was doing kettlebell RDLs, and that was the same session twice a week, and it was lots of mobility stuff, yeah. lots of cardiovascular, not a lot, but just a, you know ten minutes at the start, ten minutes at the end, mobility drills, activation drills, and then goblet squats on top bench, kettlebell RDL, ring rows, some rack press ups, and we changed that because. You know, he was getting a little bit overuse stuff, you know, sore elbows, sore, sore forearms, yeah. just because he's not used to doing press-ups, 40, 30 press-ups, you know, in a rack, rack press-ups, but yeah. just so we changed that to floor press. But it's just those little things that maybe before someone else might have just been like, right, we're going to keep going with that starting strength, yeah. keeping the barbell, and a lot of people would do that, and they might yeah. not come to me because they know that maybe I will be like, nah, we're not going to use the barbell for four weeks or whatever or you're not ready for it yeah, or strip that right uh, off. you haven't earned it um, and I guess it's like swings and roundabouts you could I could do that or if I had a safety squat bar which I will get eventually we could go safety squat bar but I just felt like you know it, it was worth doing some getting him better at bodyweight squats yeah. and seeing that good movement getting him better at just using the kettlebell because it was like a good way of loading him up yeah. he didn't have to have the restrictions of the, the back squat or the front squat um, and yeah. And I thought it was easier to, well, bench press, it would be easier to do a dumbbell bench because you're always better to get into position with a dumbbell bench rather than the barbell bench because yeah. it's like it's fucking 10 times like you just talked about all those cues. Yeah. You know, where if a guy, we've got a 57 year old guy that struggles to keep up the warm up, yeah. struggles to keep up with what he's doing. Now, look, add in coming in at 6 a.m. Yeah. and maybe not sleeping and maybe having things like thinking about his kids or blah 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 yeah. then you haven't hope in hell and breaking down a, you know, a high level bench press and yeah. he will just end up straining himself so exactly. rack press ups floor press with the bar uh, sounds like a guy in my gym called Karate John yeah he's got honestly honestly Karate John got, like broke his knee right, he's got like honestly the same guy he's got like metal plates in his knee he's got half yeah. a bicep Jesus. He's near 60 and he's still yeah. like sparring with everybody. He's in great neck. That's cool though. Oh, he's cool. He's, he's a cool a, he's guy. He's keeping going. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's strong as, as fuck. He's good yeah. as well. But it totally reminds me of that guy just because he's got like everything ripped out of him, but he's still going. Yeah. Which is brilliant. So there's that aspect to it, um, which I probably wouldn't have been able to have done seven years ago because I didn't have the experience, I didn't have the knowledge. 
and I didn't have the confidence. But I had this idea of a product or a thing or a gym, this experience that I wanted to give to people. Yeah. This amazing thing of, wow, I'm an athlete. Wow, I'm getting treated as an individual. Wow, I'm getting to lift these cool weights. You know, you know the photos obviously of kettlebells. I don't know, it's kettlebells, but like there were black kettlebells. And, oh, what's that? Yeah. What are those things? And obviously barbells, and you'd be like, oh, I've seen that barbell. It's like a normal commercial gym, but yeah. then you actually got shown how to do a deadlift. And you're like, you're like oh, oh my god, really cool. yeah. But then in CrossFit, and you're like, no, we're going to do 45 of them, <laughs> and then we're going to jump on a box 45 times uh, after doing one rep max deadlift. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so it's giving that, giving that experience to people, developing the community and culture still going back to the kind of the individualization and treating people as an individual and working on each person's things that need to correct so they yeah. don't get injured and they, they make the most out of their time. They get the most bang for their buck. We get them stronger. We we develop their... We empower them by getting them strong. So they get empowered through lifting weights. Yeah. They get empowered through uh, getting fit. They get empowered through learning and understanding how to use their nutrition to benefit and improve their training. Be it fat loss, be it strength improvements, be it just generally supporting their training yeah getting better sleep stress management the whole kind of lifestyle thing i went on i've read that book by a guy called uh, dr chatterjee it's like feel better in five minutes and it was just like yeah. all you need is 15 minutes five minutes in the morning five minutes in the evening five minutes at lunchtime or something and it's just mind body and soul yeah there's a lot of t- you think just about the gym as a gym but actually there's a mental side of it the mentally some people you see it like the mental strength or or you know suffering or just or just the mental side to get up and come to the gym in the morning when you're tired yeah or the mental side to unload all your thoughts from you maybe you want to write something down in the morning like a daily download or or just clear your head or do a breathing exercise like maybe yeah. you can't get to sleep maybe it's just doing some breathing exercises like i do a hundred deep breaths before I go to bed and i've done it for like seven years and it's yeah. the only way i am able to get to sleep I used to not be able to get to sleep and just be wired not not you know it'd be three or four in the morning be like oh, fuck, I better get away, yeah. I'd do that hundred deep breaths and I'd fall asleep yeah I'd do that I have a nap every day for an hour I go to bed and I do that sometimes I don't get a nap but I still do the breathing stuff and oh, that always helps yeah you need a nap when you're getting up at five and you're training and, and coaching in the morning for five or six hours and you're coming back in the evening and it's your own business and because the last thing you want to do is burn out on your own and then you quit yeah. on yourself and then all that happens is that people get pissed off, you lose money, you lose members and you, you have a bad service or product and then it's just a vicious cycle. Yeah. I know at one point, yeah, that probably did happen. I just managed to come back from that and build from that and learn from my 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 errors, my my failures and, and still be like, no, fuck that. I'm going to keep going. And that's what... I think that's what my I've heard that my mum say that my dad say that my maybe not my dad but my sister be like your greatest strength is your perseverance you do keep going we're like is he going to keep doing this <laughs> you know I had someone be like so are you just going to keep doing this job for the rest of your life or are you just going to keep running this gym I'm like yeah I've got nothing else to do I like you know why would I want to do anything else this is this is what I do this is my life yeah this isn't that's like that. a couple of years it's like I will I will run this gym you know till till i die you know maybe 20 years down the line it's a different demographic that i'm training when yeah. i am when i am 50 year olds maybe it's just 50 year olds that are training their 60 year olds and there's a different demographic and i maybe yeah. no longer train 30 
40-year-olds or maybe one or two people. Yeah. But I'd still like to be strong and fit and lean at that time, but also still enjoy my life. And so there's that balance. Yeah. And plus, if you're doing something you love, again, we'll always talk about it. Doing something you love does make things a bit easier in life. But it is at the end of the job yeah. as well. But yeah, there's always good things to try and keep in your life to try and diversify and to try and have little ways to make a bit more money have a wee bit more leeway in life yeah. with business but at the end of the day like yeah this is something that you you definitely want to attain and keep going for your entire life because mm-hmm. that's what I say to people I mean like um, open my gym it's still like it's tough it's a bit of a burden sometimes but it's still the best thing I've ever done it keeps me from having to be anywhere else yeah because um, I could never ever after that like if anything happened like I'd somehow lost any old capability to work in the industry for whatever reason or something happened yeah uh, I could never go back to working in the industry as like I'd have to like do something else I'd be like that's yeah. it that's it it's either my way or it's no way yeah for that and I think that's a really cool thing about opening your own space and having your own gym um, you can just put everything out that you want to do but again still at the end of the day a lot more hassle but a lot of good times to come out yeah well. I mean it gives you a huge base to work from yeah to help people all those years of working for all those other those people and everyone that's you know to be frank sweated on the gym floor or, or yeah. come into the doors I've learned something from myself and from them from talking to them from training them from seeing their different issues their ups or downs from the things we struggled with, etc., yeah. you learn a little bit from them on like, oh yeah, I could have done that better, or uh, you know, or great success there, right? Work on that again. That gives you the confidence, and yeah. and just building up year on year on those little wins, then it gives you that confidence and that experience to deliver the product that you want it to deliver. But mm-hmm. you just deliver it a little bit better, like every time you do something every time you coach someone new you get better at it you think about it better you just even though it's the same thing you're like oh actually you know this or or, or this works better or yeah. just by having the confidence to carry your voice or clear say things clearly or flow from one thing to another uh, you're like oh my god that was yeah. amazing and then when you have those sessions you're like yeah wow that's what that was the combination of those seven years of just ups and downs and people people not believing you knew or being dismissive or yeah. or just falling out with people or just having a bad time but you get through it yeah, and when you get through, through those bad times the good times come and you're just like yeah this is great this is great I could you know you're not stressed you don't feel the need to have a beer at night you don't feel uh down or depressed and you just you're just happy you're like wow this is this is something great to do in my life and and uh, yeah fantastic yeah that's what I feel as well a lot of time like things can get piled on there could be money troubles uh, we were speaking about finances and expenses there it could be a tax problem but at the end of the day if you keep your head above water and you're still not having to get up for a fucking shitty nine five where you absolutely hate your job. People love their nine five sometimes, but there is a certain sect of people who imagine yourself, myself and other people not built for that time type of monotony. We're not built yeah. for um the same thing and 
dealing with Sandra's flower yeah. expenses the yeah. next day you know what I mean like there's some people that are just not built for that and I really really believe that I'm not and I, I just couldn't even think about trying to get into that so any day that you're actually running your own place and you can call the shots and you can do what you want even if you are working six days out of the seven and working more than what you would in another job it's still better that it's on your terms and it's actually you're providing every product that you believe in yeah it makes life so much better I think there's also like an element of usefulness in being able to do a shittier boring job yeah you know because sometimes you do need to do a boring job and I did do that recruitment job for three years and but it did serve a purpose it did give me money it did allow me to go on trips and so in the same respect in the gym something like cleaning the toilets so I had to clean the gym today and and in the past have like oh god I've got to clean the gym again but again to my gym yeah. it's you know yeah okay you can clean toilets it's what it is just get it done yeah uh, bootkeeping okay yeah got to do bootkeeping great just get it done it's like a it's like a mental task to be like just do it you know just if you can get through this then you know you know what, what's your problem and then that will lead you to do things like quiet times in the gym yeah. when you're just like Oh, I'm just reading my thumbs, or or maybe there's a quiet period in business, which there always is. Oh, there. And you just have to get through it, and you just have to think of ways of, of staying positive and and not being like all doom and gloom or negative, and just be like chill. Maybe you just want to chill out and just remember that it's your gym, or or do some training, or or a read right read up and some do some reading, you know, yeah. some exercise physiology reading or. Or just generally kick back because it doesn't really matter because you work for yourself, you're self-employed, and who's going to tell you if you want to just like kick back and not do any work today, or just take a exactly. day, or 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 just you know take a nap or whatever because you have been up since five and you have done four hours coaching, uh, and you've been dotting about and you've been doing other stuff. So if that person comes in and you're like, oh, what are you up to? You're just lying on the ground or whatever. I was just like, yeah. Yeah, just chilling. You know, I'm just waiting for you. It's all good. Yeah. You know, just like you'd wait for someone in your house. Um, all those ups and downs is just like it's just part of the process. So yeah, okay, yeah, we wish it, and most people probably say like, my business is booming. I'm like killing it, or you know what, I'm making millions, and I'm like driving a fucking four by four or whatever, or whatever. Yeah. But you know, ups and downs of it is like sometimes you're gonna have low periods and got that coronavirus thing come along. You oh, don't know what's gonna go on there yeah. and. That's what I was saying. You know, lots of business with that. And a lot of people are going to lose business and that. I'm getting annoyed at um, people that are like, oh, it's like, it's it's overinflated, there's not a big deal. And I'm like, man, it's a big deal. (laughs) It's really a big deal. Um, You can see, I was listening to a podcast earlier uh, today and I was chatting to one of my clients about it in this morning session. But um, the good thing about it is it might actually, when this happened, so many companies are going to figure out, wait a minute, we can just get people to work from their houses like we're still living in quite an analog world when it comes to that it's going, uh-huh. to, it's going to be what's happening with this coronavirus is going to affect a lot of different things and uh, maybe you've seen it with them putting in what is it 30 billion into the budget or something and yeah. I don't think that's ever happened so no. if they're doing that something big is going to kick off yeah and like I was going to book a holiday in the March I was going to go to Italy Lake Como but thankfully I didn't book it yeah we're going to go to Dumfries and Galloway hopefully I still can yeah. you don't know what's going to happen in the next you know whatever but obviously that's fever pitch and you've got things like 
I went out and tried to get hand sanitizer, like hand wash, and like Lidl's was sold out, and Tesco's was like, well, the the cash and carry was sold out, and you're like, right, I went to Tesco's, and thankfully there was some. Yeah. But everyone, everyone's all they've all taken the antibacterial one, but it's a virus, so I don't know if that it's, it's, makes a difference. It's actually airborne as well, so it's not. Yeah. Important. So and another thing that got brought up was um, the amount of attention that and the amount of energy and the amount of services that this virus is going to take off the other people that need it so it's not just it will kill people that are ill it will kill yeah. people that are elderly it will kill people that are immunosuppressed it's going to kill people that are suffering from something else because there wasn't yeah. enough time or services for that person so that's when everybody's like oh it's not that big a deal and I'm like man 10 and then, people are going to die right and, and then there's the attitude of those people who are just like yeah. I saw Andy on Instagram just like share something be like if you're just like one of those people who say it is just the elderly and what was it elderly and elderly and the sick and the sick that are going to be affected like, yeah but those are still people and they're still going to die and so yeah. by you saying that you know that's you know f- fucking take a look in the mirror mate yeah you know? exactly you, trying to get like you selfish there. fucking bastard yeah to be you a know, bit more have some fucking pride about you and you know don't don't say don't act stupidly yeah exactly but no, it's. Sorry, I'm sorry to my dog there, because <laughs> like I've left her in a flat and then my girlfriend's gonna pick her up. But no, yeah, yeah it's one of like my client, uh, Kim, Kim, love the girl, but she has just went through breast cancer. Oh no! And uh, she's have to go through her own chemo. So as soon as uh, this was weeks ago now, as soon as had, she's in her house isolated because she catches that. That's that's how ill. Yeah. That's very very ill, and it's really annoying that people have this throwaway thing and the world's not actually prepared for something like this even though companies and like uh, CDC have been like trying to prepare somebody and there's been books written about something like this years ago uh-huh. they're saying it'll happen in China and it'll spread to the rest of the world yeah. because of how much travel it goes on between and it's just absolute madness but again how it's going to affect businesses especially small businesses like ours like it's mad and I've already had one person show up to the gym with cold symptoms <sighs> yeah I was just like and the, oh, it's typical young person shenanigans like oh no it's fine it's just cold and I'm like you don't know that yeah like, could be I, mean, I just kind of yeah. put the post out today it was yeah. like if you've got any symptoms of a cold please do not come into the gym and I did like then you know put up we have a, well, a face uh, a whatsapp group chat and yeah. a, and then they were like, well, what precautions are you doing? Well, I was like, well, it works both ways. You have to, you know, when you train, please spray the equipment as you go along. Yeah. I will do my best to deep clean the place as well and work yeah. the handles, etc. But I need your help as well. If I get ill, then someone might have to start opening up the gym for me in place. Yeah. Because obviously I'll have to two weeks self-isolation. Yeah. I have, I have a private client, um, so his name's Ken Talbot. So I trained Ken for seven months, not last year, 2019, but 2018. Yeah. And he, uh, he's got this condition called CRPS, yeah. uh, which is like a neurological uh, kind of condition, which for this means that, yeah, he was feeling flu anyway, like when he pushes himself too hard. Yeah. So he hasn't been in for, but he would probably have to stay away for a bit because he's obviously at more risk again yeah. to get this and then God forbid, uh, anything to happen to him but he's an amazing individual because he has constant pain he's allergic to all medication he has lack of use of his legs but he can use one of the legs so they're not they're still there but it's yeah. like 
no constant pain. He has a battery pack in his stomach that leads mm. to a stimulator onto his spine for big episodes. Yeah. Uh, but he didn't come to me to help him, you know, to develop his independence or anything. He yeah. came to me to break the hand bike land speed record. Jesus. Yeah. So, and that was with maybe seven months or so of just general hand bike training. Yeah. So then he got a hand bike uh, program from a guy in Fife. I think his company's called Expresso Coaching. Uh, yeah, I think it was Fife, uh, and uh, I did his strength and conditioning, or just strength, uh, with like in connection with a, a physiologist and a health for heroes strength and conditioning yeah. guy. Basically, long story short, we broke the hand bike land speed record yeah. in seven months from taking someone through who has just barely just you were talking about general cycling, yeah, going into a proper periodized conditioning program and strength program yeah doing all that stuff lifting we would do upper body of floor press chest support row lap pull down and overhead dumbbell press and some yeah. bicep curls and some uh, skull crushers and kind of periodize that and kind yeah. of all that stuff going on he got up to I think 8 kilogram floor press he got up to 8 kilogram chest support row 60 kilogram chest uh, lap pull down uh, and uh, 20 kilogram uh, shoulder press with yeah. the dumbbells and he broke the land by hand speed record that's brilliant he has that you know if you yeah. google Ken Ken Talbot on google hand bike land speed record he will come up as the fastest man in the world in history on the hand bike that's pretty mad that was in Nevada and that was basically a whole week of maximal training like we're talking maxing out every day three times a day uh, on this bike to try and break yeah. the record which I think was like 52 miles an hour something it was definitely over 50 yeah uh, and he came back and he got an in- overuse injury in the shoulder uh, just because he's like if you can imagine just maxing out every day for a yeah. week and then things like he was getting he was too he couldn't sleep because of the air conditioning so he turned it off and because he's in Nevada he got heat stroke <sighs> yeah, and you passed out in the toilet yeah. and actually the coldness of the tile saved him yeah. and that actual day after passing out from heat stroke and turning the AC off the next day he broke the hand bike lad's feet that's madness uh, and that's like you're thinking you're talking about you know maxing out three times in the morning three times at night with this trying to get this best speed yeah yeah amazing uh, so he kind of took a, a year off and and then all the injuries and stuff and he came back last year in November for his next project which we're kind of keeping confidential just now until yeah. he kind of s- secures some stuff and then we'll put it out but it's a big one and but like right now we're like you know could go either way if he, if he gets better or um, if he you know if he secures stuff or yeah. but it's still amazing to get him back and he's an inspiration I'll feel tired and then he'll come in and I'll train him and I'll be like, yeah, wow, I do not, I have it yeah. fucking easy. I can use my yeah. legs. I do not have, you know, pain. I am just, you know, he's functioning on like three or four hours sleep. Yeah. He can't take any pain medication. See my gran. My gran's a little bit different to Ken. Yeah. Because my gran likes to, I feel really bad for saying it, but she just, she's not very good at coping with pain. Probably because she's had it all the time. Yeah. And that, maybe that's how Ken a, will it's get. Definitely era so, as well. Yeah, sort of baby boomer stage where they were just yeah. giving pills to fight. Like, and oh, this is great. Try this. Yeah. And I always yeah. joke, like, Connor wise, that, like, I'll be like, nah, nah, please, please, just, you know, I know it's sore. I know you're looking for a magic pain pill, but yeah. this is not going to happen. And, uh, 
like exercise will help you and of course it will help to a certain extent but also like I don't know, actually you must be sick of hearing me moan about that that's fine it's a way of therapy like get it out I'm listening yeah but then when I'll say like things like oh stop complaining just like please just try to do your best and you know what I mean just like I'd oh, say yeah. like like okay a little challenge for you now and I just try for the next hour try and not talk about you know, negatively about the pain yeah. and stuff, and then oh, yeah. and then at night I have a sore shoulder and be like, oh, this is karma. I shouldn't have said this. Yeah. Yeah. It's much more tactful than I do. Yeah. I just would just shut up and get on with. Yeah, the best one is when like, I've got a wee bit of look when somebody says, oh, something this, this, and this, and it's sore. I'm just like, so, yeah, just go on with it. My <laughs> mum, my mum is the opposite. She does Different get on that. with it. She has yeah. rheumatoid arthritis and. Uh, Basically, my mum and dad ran a guest house. That's where they kind of got their money from. That's where the money came from to set yeah. up the gym. Was my mum and dad run a guest house, but unfortunately, my dad has a drinking issue, and he just maybe that's how he cope with stress. Maybe that's how he cope with me being a little shit when I was younger and just yeah. dealing with all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, he would go off to the pub at five in the afternoon and, and drink till then and come back drunk and legless. And I'd have all these like things in my head of you know things he would do and stuff. Not super serious, sir abuse or whatever but just being just being an arsehole yeah you know and you've been like why the fuck he's such a dick sometimes but at the same time it's my dad and I still love him but like it's like it's weird how that kind of stuff affects you yeah but yeah so because of all that stresses and strains my mum maybe it ha- affected her that way and like she got, felt ill and stuff and rheumatoid arthritis and so there was a period where she'd be lying on the sofa she was in a lot of pain and this is when it kind of hit the drug stopped working she got uh, I think it was hepatitis C she had like jaundice and stuff and just yeah. horrible pain for years and she had drugs to sort it and then they stopped working she had to come off them and she's on a period of trying to get new drugs for the rheumatoid arthritis and she has like big build up of I don't know what you want to call it uh, bone density or just kind of oh, deposits on deposits, the left yeah. maybe that's it special of arthritis name like kind of hump kind of on the left and and the knees so she's had a hip replacement I think she's had a knee replacement I think that's yeah. it and so I was like what can I give her because in the same respect you want to help them but sometimes it's just a lot of pain they'll suffer and they don't know the difference between feeling muscles and feeling pain and yeah. sometimes they're just always is pain and sometimes yeah. you can't help sometimes your best thing to do is just to fucking step away absolutely and don't do anything because it's so severe and so you're just out of your depth but yeah I've got a wheelhouse of things that I can deal with, but then as soon as it's like, oh, it's something that I'm like, nah, just yeah. go see a physio, go see a doctor, yeah. I can't deal with any of that. And that's something a lot of trainers need to learn, especially early on. If yeah. it's out of your depth, just I have been guilty of doing it when I was younger. Everybody's done it. I, um, everybody comes Just want to please people, eh? But yeah. you don't realise that it could be quite, obviously you could get sued or something could happen or, you know, you, you're going to affect their, you yeah. know, their health for their one of my lectures at college on stage and I had that we could be bloody medical work yeah. she didn't mean that but how it turned out sometimes it was just yeah. maddening so we're hitting up we'll just wrap up there that's it Bob if you just want to give a little spiel or plug your gym oh I have to see content yeah. wise so uh, yeah check me out it's got a new website uh, hashtag Bob's Garage uh, home of personalised small group training uh, down in Leaf um, you want to get fairer you want to get stronger you want to lose weight uh, you want to talk about nutrition uh, first session's free it's an assessment and consultation and uh, yeah we'd uh, love to hear from you if you're interested give me a give me a call or an email
That's perfect. Thanks very much for listening, y'all. Bye. Have you ever wondered what an Olympian experiences throughout their career? The highs of seeing your dream come to life and the lows of a career plagued with injury? Or have you ever wondered what it's like to be in the political limelight in today's polarised world? Hashtag, it's okay not to be okay. It's something you've heard a lot recently, but have you ever wondered what it's really like to overcome severe depression whilst flying high in your career? And how someone can take that experience in order to help others to do the same? Listen to some of Scotland's most unique individuals and their stories on Who's Next with Stephen and Paul, wherever you listen to podcasts. From the After 12 Podcast Network.